Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
charge. Low power, please charge. Alright guys, hold on. What's going on, brother? Oh crap. I may have to... It's hard to connect to these Skype sheets sometimes. Jesus is the king of the Jews. He's recognized legally, quote unquote, legally as the king of the Jews. What up, brother Mikey? Mikey, what's going on, you guys? Or what's coming what's going on? on brother Mikey? We were just talking about you and all bad too. All bad, everything bad, 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 bad. bad. All the trash about you. Hey. With love, though. Of course it was with love. <laughs> the special, 
the special ingredient. There you go. <laughs> I think you've become a Jedi master now, Mikey. I think you've graduated. Seriously, bro. I think that you got, like, the, the black belt in Jedi. I think we're going to start calling you Yoda. <laughs> Yoda. Oh, yeah. Master Yoda. Yo, so I just got the, I just got the car. I just saw, I just saw the car because the parents went to go pick it up this morning. And, uh, um. Mikey, you are now officially Master Yoda. Take a fucking fat toke. I mean, fuck. I had this fucking. My, I had the pen in the car the whole time, and it was being in hold. Now I barely got it. I just got it out. So I'm gonna take a fat toke for you, all you guys out there. There you go. Take one for me too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <coughs> Maybe he starts, you know, making, 
uh, he starts saying he didn't make he didn't make this the worst claim, but he did say, you know, he's not saying what he's supposed to be saying. And if you ask him a question, maybe he will, you know, admit eventually. And you know, I kept saying, what evidence do you have? Ultimately, they wanted you to make a statement, which is the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I feel they're trying to get you to make a statement. Yeah. Yeah, but you know they they don't use those words. He he just said statements. You know, like make, make him make a, like make him say this. You know, make him say that. And it just didn't work out for him. And he got on the you know he's like, give me a second, I'm gonna go call my partner again. And he went to go call his partner again like two times from when I was when I woke up. And you know he just couldn't couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it because then he started asking me about the record. You know what I, you know, is your first time. You know, being you know, uh, first time for what I told him. And then I said. What evidence do you have of that? And then pretty much I told him, who told you that? You know, like, who, who the fuck told you that I had a record or some shit? And basically, I just, just basically, it's just asking the questions. And then, you know, when they ask you, if you learn to listen, you know, you ask the right question at the right time. Then they start, like, tripping the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, Did the other one shit bag them or what? And you know, at the at the end of the at the end of the encounter with the cop, you know, it ended up he ended up saying, "You need anything else, brother? You know, are you good?" And I'm like, "I believe I am." And you know, I just pretty much thanked him, um, like appreciated him, and pretty much, hey, you know, thank you for doing what you had to do, taking care of me, and you know, if you were the one that took me out of the car, I you know, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You have a you know positive day. Have a great one. Love you. You know, I just think I was just like thanking him, thanking him, thanking him, thanking him. But the, the the thing is, like, he was at, you know, he was interrogating me, and at the end, he just said, you know, anything else you need from me? And then he fucking dipped out. And then he said, and then I told him, well, can I go pick up the car tomorrow? He's like, yeah, you could just go pick it up tomorrow. And and then you know, it, that's it. Well, I can hear the other one as well. But this when he's talking about the record. Yeah, like, you know, the record alleges for the name, so I pretty much told him something like, you know, sort of lines like, you know, well, well, who told you that, I, you know, who told you that about the record? You know, somebody is claiming that there's a record out there, so I told you, who, who, who told you that, you know? And then he just said, he said, never mind, I'm going to put another. And he started asking me about the age, you know, I told him, I believe I was, you know, I was told this and that, and, and dude, it's like, there's the fucking judges. They'll leave you alone. What day of the day? You better this. Thing that the 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 police officer is a judge because he's back in the first judgment. There you go. You know. So. So could you could 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 you deal with the police officer like you deal with the judge? Should you be asking same questions the police officer as you the judge? Could it be? It could be, you know. And the beautiful thing about all this, literally, when I just like, <clears throat> when I was you know when I so-called woke up from the from the sleep mode, the first thing I hear from the so-called cop is your name, 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 name. And like you know, it's like I was still like you know I was barely waking up. I was like 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 barely waking up, and all I can just hear myself say is you know I believe 
<laughs> I believe this, and I believe, you know, that's all I heard myself say is, and I believe I've been known to just use, you know, the name. <laughs> So by the time, by the time, you know, I was already in the bed, the little risk, I looked at the risk or whatever, they had, they already had the, you know, they put the name on the risk allegedly. So I guess the brother looked, looked up the so-called uh, license plate or something. And um, he uh, was assuming that, you know, that's me. And so, you know, when he, he pretty much has to tell me again, are you so-and-so? So when he, you know, the first question I woke up to was your name, the name. Because <laughs> he tried to find, he tried to, first he tried to even, he asked me a couple questions. Because he said, oh, I need to see if you, you recognize, you know, see if you're, if you're here or not. You see if you're, you know, we don't know if you're here or, you know, if you can recognize what you're doing at the moment. or You know, so he was like trying to look out for me, sort of. That was a great well, Mike, if, uh, if you could give the full assistance as well. I used to go along the lines of, this is my testimony. I never used to believe a word that anybody used to say to Batman groups. But what I, what, what I found out is that unless I hear it first hand, it's just, you know, it doesn't matter what somebody tells me. You know, you've got... You, you, at first, I would be sorry for me. You know? Yeah. Much more, much, much more powerful. You know, I'm led to believe, you know, firsthand, being able to, the six senses, able to see, touch, smell, you know? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hell yeah. You can't see it, smell it, touch it. It's like the movie The Matrix, you know? Define what is real. <laughs> I think you got close, Monty. You know? And this is this is one of the re- this is one of the reasons why Tom didn't fare well against Bob Tom Leslie. Because I was asking Tom to define, and Tom couldn't. Uh, Tom, um, you know, with with that position, contended. You know, it might be. It was a great experience, I believe, you guys. Fuck. The only, the only paperwork, the only paperwork I allegedly got from there was the so-called hospital, the so-called uh, intoxication. But yet again, who gives a fuck about that? <laughs> I mean, if I would have claimed somehow the so-called charges name, you know, or something about drinking or, or something, you know, it, it would have ended up. It would have, you know, I believe it would have ended up differently. It would have just ended up me uh, in the bars or uh, for DUI, driving under the influence, and uh, what's it called? 
Go for it. Not something that I'm proud of, to be honest. It happened. Fuck, I learned from, you know, mistakes happen. <laughs> What's going on all out there in the land down under? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm missing these. I was talking with people that you got on, Mikey, about um, um, someone's got some feedback going on. But um, I asked a couple last time I came here. I asked, who's the client? Who's made the client? Why are you here? They said they couldn't tell me. And I said, well, if you can't tell me, that puts you in a position of a third party, uh, disinter- to third party, third party disinterested person. I can't talk to you. And that was that was on the last script first. And I just fucked up. You know. Yeah, it's man. all good, man. Yeah, there you go. It's all good. So, it's win- it's winter time here, Mikey. And this is the weather, bro. Where am I? Winter time t shirt. Looks nice. Sky's blue. Ah, there you go. It's pretty good. The sky out here is a little grey, I think. You know, the sky's out here a little grey or something like that. I think some woods are burning or some forests are burning. Okay. Master Yoda, no, bro. Master Yoda, man. And Yoda. 
Master Yoda. No, yeah, and I knew he's cool, man. He has graduated to Master Yoda level. <laughs> Master. Another test, um, another test, brother. Another dude, brother. Last night, brother. Fuck. You should have seen. I woke up in in the hospital, brother, out of nowhere. Like I somehow just blacked the fuck out, and I woke up in the hospital. You know. And, uh, well, because, you know, allegedly I was uh, drinking a little earlier. <clears throat> so, uh, I crashed the so-called, uh, car that I was using, you know, uh, in a, in a tree or whatever. And, uh, and I woke up in a hospital with a fucking, one of those, br- uh, neck, neck holders or, you know, the shit they put around your neck. And, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm good. You know, I'm I'm great, honestly. Right now, I feel great. You know, no soreness yet or nothing. So I mean, I believe you know, I didn't hit it too hard. The car, I just got it out today. The car looks like it didn't even got any damage there. So I I believe you know, I kind of I I I don't know what happened. I just you know, the car's good. I'm good, and that's all that matters. But anyways, uh, uh, so yeah, I woke up. I woke up in a hospital with a cop interrogated, but an interrogation with me, brother. He's First question I ask, the first question I, uh, the first question he asks is the the name. You know, he, he's trying to ask my name. You know, uh, what's your name? And blah blah. blah. And, and the first que- the first thing that comes to my mind is the belief. You know, well, I believe. You know, that uh, I've been known to use a name known as you know Gene Amador or whatever. It's like what date of birth? What date? What date of birth? You know, what's your date of birth? And I said, well, I've been I've been told, and I said it exactly like that tone. You know, I've been told. <laughs> I've been told that uh, it's twelve twelve nineteen ninety four. Okay, 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 cool. Uh, you know where you're at right now? I'm like, uh, honestly, brother, I believe I I'm actually not even. Aware. I can see, you know, I'm able to see what's around me. So like, I'm I'm guessing, you know, some sort of hospital or something. Is that correct? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, the reason I'm asking these questions, all of us, see if you're, you know, if you're, you're all, if you're there, you can answer questions. See, you're pretty much stabilized to answer questions or whatever. So then uh, he starts asking me about the, he starts asking me, oh, you know, you've been drinking. You've been drinking tonight or whatever. Hold on, give me a second. I saw the smoke signal. Did you go to smoke? Yeah, dude. Okay. Hey, it's going on there. Everybody taking a Friday afternoon. Bye. <laughs> Oh, but you are. Oh, but. <laughs> well, allegedly, maybe. I'm glad to believe it's a good thing. Sorry, hello. Yeah, y'all. Hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm clear. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so then, um, the cop's asking me, you know, have you been drinking? And then I asked him, 
what makes you, you know, what makes you think that? Well, I can smell, well, I can smell, I can smell the, uh, the alcohol. And like, well, you know, what first-hand knowledge, you know, what, what evidence do you have that I'm even drinking, like I've been drinking or whatever? And he said, well, you know, I, like, again, I can smell it. And I said something like, well, you know, you can smell whatever you want, but how, what do you mean by alcohol, you know? And then just speak to the questions, basically. And he said, at that point, he said, give me a, give me a minute real quick. <clears throat> and then he goes outside the doors. He gets on the so-called phone, cell phone or whatever. And then you can hear him say something. Uh, well, not the guy on the other phone, but this guy you can hear him say something like, well, he's, he's not saying, you know, anything. So what do we do? So what do I do? And then um, you can hear the other guy say something pretty much on, he put him on speaker or something because you can hear the other guy at that point, he starts speaking, he starts saying something like, uh, what's it called? Um, what do you say? What do you say? Oh, well then ask him, ask him this other, ask him a couple other questions. Maybe, uh, he'll, uh, he'll, uh, make a, some, he'll say something eventually, you know, just ask him another question. And then, and then you hear, okay, yeah, you know, I'll do that or whatever. So then he comes back in, you know, nice and, and friendly and starts asking me a couple questions like, <clears throat> you know, hey, hey, be honest with me. Like, hey, have you been like, you know, you've been uh, drinking? I'm, just, You know, you've been drinking? And I just pretty much said, well, you know, I believe, could it be, I said this, <laughs> could it be I just got out of work, you know, and and the body was tired and, you know, I somehow fell asleep on the road. Could that be it, brother? And then he didn't answer that question. And he said, here, do me a favor, brother. Can you, uh, do me a uh, he got his pen out. He said, can you follow this point? Just move your eyes and don't move your head. So then I was like, would it help, you know, would that help you out, brother, or something? I said something like that. He said, yeah. I said, all right, cool. So then he starts, uh, putting the, doing the tests or whatever. And then I start doing the test. And he's like, all right, good, good, you know. Like, and what, and I asked him, how did I do? <laughs> Like, you did good, you did good. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And so uh, <clears throat> now he's, uh, give me a second real quick. I'm going to go call my partner. Uh, and so then again, second time that I see this, he goes and calls again the um, <laughs> the partner. And at that time, he kind of leaves a little bit further, so I can't really hear him. But all I can hear him say is he's not doing, he's not saying anything. And fucking, he comes back in. Uh, he's all like he talks about the car now. I, I I say a question about the car like, hey, how, how's the car? You know, he's like it's. He's a, he he popped out his phone. He's like, hey, I can show you. And he pre I pretty much he pretty much uh, took a picture of the tree and the, the tree in the car. But then I told him, well, I can't see the other side. How how bad is the damage? And he said, there's there's actually no damage to the car. It's it's all good. And then I asked him, was there any injured injuries involved or anything? And he said, no, no, you know, it's all, luckily it's all good. And, and whatever. I was like, oh, thank. I was like, I just said that. I was like, oh, my God, thank the Lord. You know, I, I wish I, I don't wish to damage anybody, you know. I just, you know, I'm trying to do my thing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, luckily, you know, it, it was it was just a car and you and, you know, nothing else happened. And he's like, but, uh, and then I asked him something, well, the car was going to happen to that. You know, can I get it out tomorrow? He said, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I asked him, it's not going to be on hold, is it? He's like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, here, you could, uh, he pretty much gave me a paper with the information with the car to go take it out the next day, which is today, which I did. And, uh, and he said pretty much at the end, he said, you know, you need anything else? You need anything else, brother? And I said pretty much like, you know what, brother, you did the best you could. I, you know, I love, thank you. Thank you. Like, thank you for, you know, 
doing whatever you did for me, you know, taking me out of the car, if that's what you did, um, and for just taking care of me. I appreciate that. He's like, no worries, brother. Yeah, you just, you know, just lay back. Don't move your head or whatever. Um, they'll release you uh, when they get a hold of your, the brother because he called the brother because he asked for the brother's or somebody's phone to call. And then he just, he dipped out. No ticket, no DUI charge, no jail time. <laughs> he left. He dipped the fuck out. And that was, that was, that was it. Go ahead, brother. Just thank you. Even more than your answers last because you know, you 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 ain't been incarcerated or, you know, looking thrown in a cage or it's fucking shit or point or whatever. But when he asked you, you know, can you follow this about the end of the four point pen? Right. Well could you answer what being um just to try to extrapolate a little bit on that, could it not have been well, yes, I can, but that doesn't mean that I will. What, 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 difference, what difference would it make to an investigation if I if I do follow your your, your line of questioning? You know, I mean, it, it, when, when students ask me for a pencil, I say, can I can I have your pencil, Mister? Like, yeah, you can. And then they wait there and they and they stop, and they say, well, I'm like, what do you what would you be? I'm not going to give you my pen. I'm not going to give you my fucking pencil, no. So, so the same with a cop. Can you follow? Can you follow it under the pen? You could say, yeah, I can do. What will it? What will that do? Hey. You know? Would it be Would it be better to ask why would I need to do such a thing? Or why would you want me to do such a thing? Even better. Even better, Marvin. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you, are you, are you, uh, you know, is somebody accusing me of something? Question, is this another element you're trying to introduce into another controversy? Well, when I asked him, you know, when when I asked him, you know, would it help you out or something like that? I'm not, you know, I'm not really trying to make their so-called, you know, they have a job to do allegedly. And the way I see it is, you know, if I if I would have said something like, well, you know, I, I can, you know, but does that mean I have to? Sort of kind of saying the same question is, am I obligated to do that? You know, you know, the same yeah. sort of sort of the same question. But the way I see it, is, when I asked him, when I asked him, you know, would that help? Would that help you? Would that help? You know, would that help you out? He said, yeah. I was like, sure, I'll do it. You know, because could it be that? Could it, hold on. Could it be that? You know, pretty much there. To assist, to be in assistance, in a system, uh, you know, could that be the reason why it's called a system? You, when we're, where one is united, you, you know. All the time. All the nice time. You did fucking well, brother. You did well. You are you are now Yoda. Off I said. So you need to change your name. There you go, Yoda. Oh no, another new Batman. <laughs> What's that, Tony? What's going on, Darren? There you go, honor. <laughs> honor, I believe, you know, I believe honor is the key, guys. 
the cop was so cool. You know, he was, you know, I was asking questions. He was fucking, like, looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he was just calling the brother, the brother to get some, some help, you know, because he was probably never... Could it be that, a, you know, a peaceful inhabitant is always protected at all times? Is he staying on it? Maybe change the question. Could it be? What if it is? What if it is? What if it is? What I'm saying. What if? What if it is? What if? And also, ask this question. What if it isn't? Or could it? Or, or could it not be? Could it not be? Good. There you go. Yeah. And how can one... All the other question is, what's the possibility that it is, or what's the possibility that it isn't? Are you claiming, the poss- are you claiming what's possible and what's not possible? Brilliant. Well, until one tries it out, how would one know? Right? Yeah. I'm let's believe. There you go. Oh, training grounds. Yeah. Training, training grounds. What if I, what if, what if, what if I trade you with something that I believe, with something that you believe? What if, what if we trade beliefs and we reverse the roles? What, what is it then? You know? Yeah. Slow down here. Where the fuck's the Batman in all this? Get the Batman. Somebody fucking ring the old cunt and fucking get him home. I was like the first person I called. The first person, uh, the first guy I called was, you know, the baddie. So the guy was off. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I was like, I need, you call me. I was like, call me tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, hasn't returned. He hasn't returned my call. Eventually, yeah. but this is where I believe Tom didn't do well against Popeye. I know Cliff called it a draw, but in my mind's eye, I just saw Popeye climbing all over Tom. I saw Tom just didn't know where to stand. Tom had just Tom. Had, I couldn't do it anymore. The problem. The same as all Tom wanted to find his. He wanted Papa to agree with him. Papa didn't agree with him. Papa blazed his own trail, as you did yesterday. Well, the other day, Mike with the cop. Well, it seems to me that Tom wanted to learn something, and ultimately, he seemed like 
he really had more of an agenda to try and tell me something that I believe I already had a fairly decent understanding of, but whatever. I don't think it's even really worth talking about anymore. So, but uh, it's all good. So, Tom, Tom's still having his issues with it, I believe, and until he can resolve the issues within himself. There you go. Yeah. Do. So, yeah, I, I, until Tom figures himself out, there's not much else to be talked about. Therein lies the key pop If I wouldn't have brought that up about Tom, we wouldn't, we, you wouldn't have mentioned the self. Until Tom used to set the quote, we said, until Tom, well, not to paraphrase you, rather, until, until Tom rectifies his self, he can, he, unless, unless we can't reconcile ourselves, we'll never reconcile ourselves with the universe. Yeah. You know? Something like that, I believe. You know, it could be that this, this life that we, that we call life, allegedly, is a process of reconciliation. Or could it be, or could life be all about giving before oneself in order to get for oneself? Yep. Give in order to get, you know? For give and forget. Probably a shabby beard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Mikey, anyway? You get out of the hospital, how's that balls on your eye? Eye, eyebrow? It's, uh, it's good, it's good. It's coming down. Did you hit the? Did you hit the? Did you hit the steering wheel? Or? No, I was. I was. I, I, that the 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 bump on the head was a uh, that I was born with, brother. I believe. Oh, uh, I was hoping for that. No, I just. Right? Yeah, it looked like that. I thought you had a clash of heads. Nah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel any pain. So far, if there is, embrace that bitch, you know? <laughs> what, can you, what can you do about that, you know? Well, you know, one of those things, I, I think it's ridiculous when people will uh, attack somebody based on their their looks that they have no control over, you know? What the yeah. fuck that kind of shit? When so, you know, somebody has some kind of a strange look to them or different look or whatever somebody wants to deem it in their own mind and then bag on somebody for that shit. Uh, I believe that says a lot more about that person that's doing the bagging than the baggy. The bagger is the one that's really got the bag. Hey, 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 man. Honestly, man. I mean, I, I ain't fucking queer, but you're fucking good looking. I'll say that for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. Hey, you know, that sounds like some
there is no fucking possible way that he can be thinking about anything else at that same time. It's like an instant mini vacation. It literally is. It doesn't matter where the fuck you're at. All of a sudden, you're laughing. You're gone from everything else. It's just fucking over with. And you're into the moment that you're whatever it is that made you laugh. Hey, if you actually think about it, could it be Judge Judy says some sort of thing like, you can get away with murder just by making people laugh? Pretty much, you know? And, and, yeah, come on. Laughter is good for you, bro. Because there is something that was tickling the fancy, was making you happy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. There's nothing wrong with laughter. It's all good. Yeah, well, yeah, because you both are laughing. Now, what's to what's, what's to argue about? Right. Yeah. And I, I, I believe I've had a lot of uh, good things come from making people laugh. Oh, oh boy. Check this one out. Okay, I, I, this is my testimony again. So it's only what I found or allegedly. Um. On the Batman, on, on the Batman chats, on the side chat, five Batman chats, I find far more mirth, humour, laugh, just smiling people. On the Mark chat, I find dour, sour, hate, smile, just not really welcoming people. I don't know what you. I mean, this is my testimony. I don't know what you felt, Popeye. I know you've been on the chats. Kevin's been on the chats. I know that. I just don't feel things there are... You know, when things aren't at ease, they are at unease. You know, and it's like, as if in Batman's world, it's like, you know, whatever, bro, just you know, enjoy the moment. Well, or could it be not unease, but dis-ease? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, and quite frankly, and this is part of why... And this is something that I've realized with myself for many, many years. When things are tense, when it's when there's a constant war in the so-called atmosphere, even if I'm not involved in it, it tends to make me very edgy and want to either leave or get involved. I don't really have a lot of choices there because I can't just ignore it because it starts it, it starts getting and eating at me. So I have to. I found that the best thing is for me to leave because if I go to war, if I buy into the everybody else's bullshit, then I'm ultimately going to end up looking like the bad guy because nobody's going to want to fucking deal with me when I go at it. I don't go to fucking come out even or let the other guy win. No, I go for fucking blood. I'm going to go and fucking stomp a mud hole in somebody's ass and then I'm going to stomp it fucking dry. I find that that doesn't work out very well for most people. I usually find that it doesn't help me a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, it might solve the issue at the moment, but typically it's when people are asking for that fucking shit. You know, like that says, you know, if somebody's insisting on it, well, fuck, give them what they want. But, you know, sometimes I don't necessarily want to do that. So I, I'm just, right now, I'm just in that mode of, I'm just, I just leave. I'm just done. I'm not going to fight with anybody. I'm not going to deal with threats or anything else. I'm just going to pack up and head on out. 
I'm choosing to be the meat. I'm choosing to draw the sword as the very last resort, and I see right now as the best resort is to just walk out. Well, you just you just inspired me, Popeye, to create a new word. I'll just put it up in this chat. Um, buy into the atmosphere. <laughs> there you go. Batology creates atmosphere. Yeah, put that with a batology creates atmosphere. There you go. Oh, wow. Well, you know, it it does seem to be, and is, and again, this is part of why, you know, I, I tell everybody, and this is where I am at. I try to keep love as the intent in the heart, and you know, like I said, even this last Monday, I purposely put love as the intent in the heart. I walked in there, and I I had love for a man that I've hated for last several months, down near a year. And yeah, it's not done yet, but yet it changed. And we'll see how it finishes out in a couple of days here, but still, I'm going back in with the same thing. And are you, can, are you at liberty are you at liberty to dive all through this money? It's not not the name. The alleged name, but, but can you go it, 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 Well, it's the so-called judge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Judge. You know? And, and of course, even the DAs, you know, I've tried to be cordial with these people, but it's not been easy. And this is taking a lot of things into consideration. You know, and like Nietzsche said, a knowledgeable man has to be able to love his enemy and hate his friends. And one of the hardest parts, at least for me still right now, and I'm, I'm working on it, but that is to love the enemy. I find it far easier to hate the friends than I do to love the enemy. And I know that's not necessarily right, but it is what it is. And, I, you know, it's part of what I have to deal with. Once I get past it and I get to a better level of the self, I guess, so to speak, a more improved self somehow, whatever, then I'll be better at it. And, you know, I see like with Mikey, I see what happens when Master Yoda steps in and starts asking the right questions. I see others doing it. I've seen what's happened in just the personal life. Now, when I stepped out of the call earlier, I was helping AKA start now playing the boy um, with some of his so-called debt issues. And the people on the other end of the phone thought it was him. I was assuming the so-called identity, but I still carried love in the heart. And he was witness, um, audio-wise, to how quickly and easily, when just saying and asking the right couple of questions, how the lady on the other end of the phone was literally willing to bend over backwards and lick her own heels to help him out. You know, like so many others have said, this stuff works on everybody, everywhere, every time. Always. Yeah. But only, 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 if you, only if you use it. 
Well, yeah, well, yeah, obviously you have to use it because you can't just go in there and think it, but then say other shit. Could it be you that have one? To go in there and fucking walk the walk and walk in the walk there is you actually go. going in there and in there wherever is interacting with anybody else and doing it with honor and not making claims and asking questions with love is the intent. Yeah, instead of using it, why not live? You know, live. That right there, I don't know what else to say, but that right there, I believe, is if there is such a thing as the silver bullet, I believe that is it. Seems to be very consistent. And, of course, just like with Mikey, there's no fucking evidence of anything, really, that it worked other than the fact that he's here to talk to us. <laughs> Well, that would come to well, uh, you know, a conclusion could be reached that that's actually self-evident that Mike is here right now, not in a cage. I'm sure you could go and show us a picture of his car if you wanted to. Yeah, I'm actually. I was gonna. Uh, I was. I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna do a video, a little video right now. It's gonna yeah. be down there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yes, fuck. I was. That are pretty self-evident, and this would be one of them. I mean, obviously, outside of. Yeah, I'll show you guys the minor scratches. Well, yeah, but the thing is, Mike, yeah, you know, yeah, a couple of minor scratches on you and or the car, or whatever, potentially. But I mean, outside of that, for the rest of it, it's all totally anecdotal, in that we've heard you you giving firsthand testimony as to what happened. And outside of that, you know, what else do we know? And what else do we have as far as evidence that we could even turn to somebody else and say, hey, look at this. This is what just fucking happened less than 24 hours ago. So-called whatever hours off. We don't have any of that. And how you get... That, that gets into some fuck-all bullshit right there. Come on. Yeah. You know? That seriously gets into fuck-all bullshit when you start saying shit like that anyway. Well, you know, this happened and you know, whatever. This is gets gets right down to there's no possible way for anybody to know what this is like until they step off the edge of the nest. There you go. That's it. But yeah. you, until you step off the edge of the nest, you're not gonna know. Yeah, they, 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 they want at this pay. point it's like it's like Nike. Shut the fuck up and just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are like they they're waiting for paperwork, evidence, and bullshit and whatnot. But what the fuck? Well, yeah, this is what I was saying to you the other day, Mikey. You know, I, I started realizing, you know, the, the, the right didn't have anybody else before them that had built a plane and made it take off from sand on some beach or some shit somewhere. So had they waited until somebody had evidence, they had evidence that things could fly. They had fucking evidence all over the place. They had bugs and birds all over the fucking place that were flying. Now, there's a lot of evidence that things could fly. They just decided, well, fuck, never seen man do it. Let's try to build a contraption that might help us get it done. Now, they fucking waited for evidence. Where the fuck would light be today? Who knows, right? I mean, nobody else at that time had been working on anything that I've ever heard of. They were the only ones that ever considered it. And then after that, yeah, then there was others that started deciding, hey, let's try it out ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she had fucking evidence, finally. 
bunch of fucking scaredy cats that were willing to fucking try something on their own without having somebody else say, well, look, I tried it. This is what happened. Fuck. You know, every trail that's ever been blazed through unknown territory was done by some man or men that said, fuck it, let's go see what happens without having the approval or evidence that there might be anything. They just said, let's go see. I don't know. There's no evidence that anything's going to be. There's no, we don't have any idea. And yeah, there's a lot of potential inherent dangers. Let's go fucking check it out. Yeah, they did exactly. Yeah, they just went out there and did it and see what happened. Right, right. I mean, this this whole so-called country known as the so-called United States by every so-called man that has ever fucking set foot on any part of it without another man being here did so without there being evidence that anything would happen one way or the other they were going to get anything. And everything that's been done since has all been done with the same fucking fervor of, I don't have a fucking clue, but we can tell we fucking quiet, how are we going to know? <laughs> that's, that's beautiful, man. Fuck. <clears throat> Both worlds. 
I guess it, I, I believe it could be. <laughs> oh. So, I like that I think relatively fair. I you make fun of the person who chatted. Yeah, life is, life becomes pretty easy and pretty simple all of a sudden when you start realizing some of this stuff for what it is. I believe it, it really simplifies a lot of things. It certainly simplifies the the conflicts in the brain when you when you see stuff that isn't the way you've been led to believe it's supposed to be. And all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, could it be the not the way I was led to believe, or just an opposition and not attention to some of the things, the uh, red paint that was flashed right in front of the eyes. Could be that I was being ignorant, not paying attention to what was there and even willfully not paying attention at times. That's the part of being written, choosing not to want to know something. Not to want to right in front of the office. Kind of like when raise some of the things about the self and, and denying, lying to the self about Things that have been self-destructive. I believe it's some same shit. In fact, I, I, it's very hard to believe that it could be anything other. Message, whatever that message is, we join organizations. Hey, you, you ever seen a, you ever seen the so-called cartoon called the uh, Powerpuff Girls? Uh, seen it. Or do you Are know? Are you just, thinking about watching Powerpuff Girls cartoon? No, 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 no. The reason why I'm saying it is just have you, you know, do you know what that is, or? I've heard of them, bro. Look at that, No, no, because. You know, when I was younger, you know, I used to watch that so-called sh- show, you know? Okay. And um, there was a song there that just, you know, when, when I was a little younger, it just captivated me. It just did something, hey, I like this song. It just sounds so, it just captivates in my heart, you know? It, it looks, it, you know, it sounded so good. I just, every time I play it, it made me feel some type of way. And then now, you know, I actually took it back, I actually, you know, uh, looked back into that song again, and I listened to what it was saying, and holy shit, I was just like, wow, he's there, I, they were actually trying to tell me or trying to tell us something. He <laughs> literally said you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Let me see if I can. The song's called Powerpuff Girls, Love Makes the World Go Round. Okay. Never heard of it. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you, you're roughly uh, two years less than the so-called half the age. So, yeah, I, I would have been if I would have seen any of those, and I, I do believe that allegedly heard of all that was when the Peas were watching that back when because you're kind of in between, I believe, between Sweepy 1 and Sweepy 2. Because Sweepy 1, if memory serves correctly, is roughly about 28, if I remember correctly. And Sweepy 2 is 22. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they're right. You're right in between. I believe. Love the broke. Yeah, so you're right there. But, uh, yeah, had it been at any time that uh, they would have been watching it, I, I would not have watched too much of it. It would have just been, you know, as I was passing through it for whatever reason. You know, when they were watching their hands and stuff, but I didn't really usually watch. So, uh, I mean, I, I, even if I was sitting there, I wasn't, I don't believe, really paying attention to what was going If the sweetie asked anything about it, said, hey, Daddy, did you see that? Did you see that? I said, yeah, 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 that was really cool as well. <laughs> did you see that? And then sometimes I'd even say, oh, look at that. <laughs> and then they go back to watch it again instead of asking me Connected. Ooh, connected. <laughs> <laughs> connected. Connected. <laughs> oh, geez. I just had a really stupid kind of retarded thought. You know, they've got, they're talking about, they got these, uh, Robots working on now to where you can allegedly have sex with them. Could you imagine when you smoking it all of a sudden? Hi. Bye bye. We're about to curve, huh? Bye bye. Yeah, that's kind of why sometimes it's safe when I don't say anything because I tend to think of really retarded shit like that today. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, dude, but people laugh. 
Jeez, nobody got anything to add to the conversation right now. Louie, are you here? I'm fucking crazy. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, brother. I'm just... Uh, huh, Louie, where you at, brother? Huh, where you at, brother? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought Louie said something about it. He was driving, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we probably can't talk because you probably make a bunch of noise in the background with all that driving thing he's doing. Allegedly. Or, or traveling, conveying. Conveying. To make, he's conveying from one part of the town to the other. <laughs> used in a mechanical contraption of some sort. Allegedly, it works pretty good sometimes. There's two several different looks to those.
couple of the clubs downtown. Uh, one or two of them, they tacos. They did fucking do the street side tacos late night. Pretty freaking good.
Brother Jared. Brother Jared. Woo-woo, all aboard. <laughs> well, he had already made a claim. Yeah. Claim the name. He was having a hard time because he had already claimed the name. Yeah, and then the fear, you can hear the fear, the fear kicking in. It's just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he. Yeah, he got off point. He got scared. Hear it in his voice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he put some he put some paperwork in there for uh, the name, you know, saying who's making the, the who's making the claim here as a friend of the court, you know, putting the I'm not to believe that was sort of putting the so called cart before the horse, you know. Um mm. and so anyways. And so that's when the judge was, you know, so called reading friend of the court, peaceful inhabitant. Who's making it? So, you know, it's like these. Uh, is he on these, is he on these, on, on the Skype chats or not? What's that? Is the brother Jarrett on the Skype chats or not? I Assumes that it's their name, could it just be making an ass out of 
that person and the other person? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Instead of assuming go there with first-hand testimony and ask, you know? Going on, Alan. It seems really apparent to me. The more I keep going down this path, I keep looking at all this little shit and the, the finer details. The, some of the bigger story is in the finer details, it would seem. And the interesting thing it's not even going down like a rabbit hole like some of the other shit. It's just starting to understand the words that are being spoken. Not even if you're using them, but the words that are being spoken to you at times. Understanding the language, you know what shit the past is right there too. Beyond just asking for the language, that is a wider breadth, daily interaction. <clears throat> Keep it simple, right? I mean, why complicate? Why ask? Why take away? Yeah. And that's the stick because you do want to keep it simple, but the way to keep it, keep it the simplest, in my estimation, too, is to at least have a wide breadth enough understanding of the language being used so that you know specifically how to keep it as simple as you possibly can. How to avoid being trapped by certain things and... and Kind of like what you were talking about the other day, Mikey, about when they say one thing and you say, oh, do you mean this? Yeah, you know, it's like, as it's something I learned the first time I went to court. The first, first time I ever, that's something that just a little skill, you know, out there, a little skill is, you know, that's why it could be that Batman says, fuck what they mean by that, or fuck blocks out dictionary, or who gives a fuck what their definition is until, you know, one agrees what the definition is. Then, you know, in order to switch up to what they're saying, you know, if they're, if they're telling you something, but you're trying to get them to understand it different and see if they know exactly where you're coming from, then wouldn't you want to say, you know, what do you mean by that? Do you mean sort of like this? And then, you you know, and then they start explaining or someone explains and and there it goes. Again, kind of going to Sun Tzu, if you understand your opponent, and one of the best ways to understand the opponent is to understand the language that they're using. So you understand what they're saying. So when they're expressing thoughts, either spoken or written, you understand it. You get it. Well, opposite would be true, too, that when you're doing something, when they say one thing and you want to say the other, if you happen to understand their language and you put it in their language, it's what you really want. That becomes really powerful then because now as you've experienced it and they're like oh shit I saw what you did there but they couldn't do anything about it at that point either think about that uh, because very powerful if you're putting it in their language and you can turn things around to where they're it's saying ultimately what you want in their language 
Yeah, I'm led to believe, you know, they're just there to give people what, what they want. Would that, be the, well, would that be the honorable thing to do? Mm-hmm. And, and could it be you only get what you want when you really, well, I, I guess it does go both ways because if you're asking the wrong questions, you get what you want, and when you're asking <laughs> the right questions, you get what you want, you know? Uh, it does kind of seem to go both ways, you know? Uh, for, for the people that don't want to get that, you have to start asking the right questions. You can't be a pussy about just stepping up and start asking these questions. Yeah. That's the only thing you feel that way. <coughs> when you start asking those questions, it's the only way it'll ever happen in my estimation. It's the only way it happened for me. I'm led to believe. Spoken, 
the right words seem to make a whole fucking bit of difference, don't they, Mike? <laughs> could, could word go to intent? Well, and obviously, too, the, when the intent, well, the right words will come from the intent, too, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to believe that's, that's true. Because last night, <clears throat> you know, I just woke up and I felt like, you know, I, I didn't even have to, there's no such, you know, I'm like to believe there's no such thing as, as try, but I was just living it. I was just doing what I was doing normally, you know, and that's it. Yeah. It's all good, you know, that's what it co- what comes all good from, you know, it's all good because if you're doing it most of the time, I mean, would, would you be living what you're saying or, you know, what you believe in or whatever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't. There's no way to fully describe the exhilaration, the the feeling in the heart when you're doing it. And you can tell people, yeah, it's amazing. It's this. It's that. And and like Willie and I have talked about, you know, these fucking people go cross-eyed on you even just explaining it because they just don't get it. You're saying words to them, but yet without them actually even understanding a little bit of it much less stepping off the edge of the nest, they're never going to fucking know what you're talking about. They're going to think you're some kind of fucking looney tune. And, and in reality, you might be, but it, it's kind of like what a, the analogy that I used when you, we were talking about the other day, you know, if a brother's looking up in the sky and he sees red and you see blue and you start to try and argue with him, well, who the fuck are you? How do you know that he doesn't see red? Well, the same thing applies here. And this is literally the difference of what we're talking about between understanding this and not. Because understanding this is almost the opposite. It's like you're actually seeing clear blue skies and you're able to fly in them. Everybody that doesn't sees red and hell and all this other shit, war and everything else. It, it literally... It would seem to me, in the best analogy, just sitting here talking about it, would be that. I mean, it's literally the opposite between most people seeing blue skies and one guy seeing red to the people that are seeing this are the few the few that see blue skies and everybody else is seeing red. Yeah, you know, that could be... I guess it, I, I, I'm just saying this. I don't know that that's even the best analogy, brother. I'm just, you know, I, when I say some of this stuff, I, I'm trying to articulate it in a way that it makes sense not only to me in a very layman perspective, but yet would make sense to others as well if I was to try and articulate it to somebody. Yeah, keep it simple for the common man, you know? I right. Think. Exactly. Okay. None of this comes from because as a contractor, you know, I have to deal with a lot of alcohol. Some are super articulate in terms of their so-called vocabulary, whatever. So I always wanted to try to keep things as easy for everybody to understand. So we were always on the same page. You know, the so-called owner, client, whatever, and all the worker bees, whatever, the crews, other subcontractors, whatever, whatever, whatever. We're always on the same page. You know, I could go to my suppliers and we could talk about them. They would understand what it was that I was trying to convey, the message I was trying to convey. So I just carried them along. 
it makes sense to me. So that's what I tried to do here as well. And I believe, Megan, you were trying to say something. I didn't. I, I, I... Oh, no, it's all good, man. It's, uh, I was just going to say that there's an old saying that I like that, uh, that you don't know that you don't know until you know. You know, so it, it, it seems to me that most people, you know, the, the first step is, is obviously knowing that you didn't even know that something existed before you could even begin to comprehend what it is that you didn't know. And uh, it seems to me that there are a lot of people out there that are just... Uh, you know, I, I'm also I'm led to believe that in, it, it, it's written in the Bible that the poor will be among you always or whatever. Right? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily equate that with uh, a monetary poor. Uh, I kind of equate that sometimes also to like, poor in spirit, poor in, uh, poor in knowledge, poor, poor in wisdom, what have you. And in, in a sense, because... You know, it seems to me that there are those that really don't want to know. It's like, what did Morpheus say? He said, there are some that, you know, uh, that are so, um, what did he say? That there, there are some people that are so dependent on the system, so inert, that they will fight to the death of the defender. <laughs> so, well, they don't know the other path. They don't, they don't even know that the other path exists or whatever. But they, and and it's, I believe I've experienced that, where people will actually... You know, when you start talking, you know, uh, it, and it's almost as though you're talking in a foreign tongue. You know, it's it's uh, it's completely it's so it's so foreign and it's so out there that you sound crazy. Almost, you know. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, hey, uh, you know, who are you to poop in my country? Or where they have so much invested, they have so much invested. What they've gone to war, uh, they've picked up a weapon. And they've shot and killed other people in the name of X, right? So the last thing they want are the uh, their, their, uh,
in the actual weekly lecture, one of the fellow students said, we need government to tell us what's right from wrong. I down near caught my balls up when I heard that shit because it just was like, holy fuck, are you serious? Did you fucking say that shit? Are you that fucking mindless? But you're right, Magnum. There are these people. And, of course, I tried to say some shit. I tried to ask him some questions. Like, what, what, you don't know that it's wrong to punch somebody in the face? Why would you need somebody to ask, tell you that it's wrong to punch somebody in the face? Yeah, but if you make that offer, let's say, let's say you make that offer, hey, I'm going to punch you in the face. And they just look, right? They don't say anything. And then you punch them in the face. Did you do anything wrong? Well, no. Because if they fully understood what you were about to do and they didn't flinch or didn't stop you and or weren't uh, as so-called put in the legal sense, there was apprehension of imminent harmful or offensive contact. It could be like yeah, that. I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to yeah. punch you in the face. And do you understand? What do the, the cops ask you all the time? Do you understand? Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Understand? Is that okay with you? All right. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Like you, you want to say, really? It's like that one story from the so-called Bible. <laughs> it goes something like, you know, where Jesus is getting accused allegedly. And uh, <clears throat> next thing you know, some guy just out of nowhere slaps him or something. And then Jesus turns around, looks at him, and says, it says something like, what have I done to this? Have I hurt you or something like that? Or is it something like that? He said something like, what did he say? I forgot how the, how the how it went. He said, uh, if I don't hurt you, or if if I haven't done anything, why do you hurt me? And then the guy still knew, made him think about it, and he fucking took off. He said, oh, shit. Like, you may have a point, you know, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> well, you know, it's it. This conversation that I'm talking about with this one fellow student, that was probably about the most extreme of everybody at one end, and I was probably the most extreme of everybody at the other end, and there were varying degrees of thinking that we needed government to not needing government strewn throughout the entire class, and this discussion was stemming off of a discussion over whether or not government can and or even should, if they can, they, whoever, whatever this entity is, can write legislation and or control morals. Fuck, dude, I was just about having a meltdown listening to some of the people talk in this conversation. They were thinking, yeah, morals can come from somebody else telling you what the fuck your morals are. Morals can only come from internally. You know, and ethics starts with morals, so you can't even talk about ethics until you've got your own fucking morals straight. But you can't have somebody write down their opinion on a piece of paper, call it a code, and now this all of a sudden becomes your morals? What the fuck? Holy shit, are you fucking serious? You cannot legislate and you cannot opine someone else's fucking morals. Holy shit. 
before we start, that whole thing of honor, you know, not lying to yourself, that's where fucking morals start. You can't fucking, you can't, you can't walk up to a brother and say, dude, you need to stop lying to yourself. Only they can tell themselves that even. You can suggest it, but if you tell somebody that, they're just going to get pissed off at you and think that you're not, you know, oh, no, 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 I believe, you can't do that. I believe. Because it all inflames the situation. It just escalates it. It turns it into more than it ever should have been. So the only thing they can do is let these people have their fucking meltdowns, whatever, you know, and just suggest, hey, when you might want some help, I have a couple of suggestions. Just come see me. And I love you. And be there for, like we talked about, those that need the love the most are probably the ones that are hardest to love, such as Tom Mix and some of these others. They're, they're probably the ones that I, I really have to believe that some of the things that some of these people do and say are screaming, I need so fucking much love, but I, I'm, I, I hate myself so much that I'm going to lash out at everybody so that it makes me feel better about my piece of shit existence. Got a fucking huge brain fart right now. I was gonna say something. I fucking must have been. What's that, brother? I had a oh, huge brain fart. <laughs> Shit. I'll come back to you eventually. <laughs> you know, that's what I like about having these conversations too. Is it helps me when I have a chance to articulate some of these things to really hear it spoken to make sure that it actually sounds right and or you know like when you guys if if it sounds illogical you guys always say something so when I do when you don't then at least I at that point led to believe that I'm making sense that seems logical So, Mikey, I, I'm, I'm allegedly in the uh, so-called mood for one of those so-called giant... Show her. What's good? Let's see. What you got? Oh, what you got? Um, actually, oh, 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 oh. I think, I think, I think we're going to do, in honor of your uh, promotion, your black belt status, there you go. You got that shit. I, said, I got a. I, I'm, a, I'm led to believe I have a little because it's so called the master Joda. She's fucking wrong. Let's see here. Let's see. Here. Let's see here. What the fuck we got? Ooh, Let me see those nice nugs. Mm, don't think I could have smelt that, but fuck. Uh, 
Yeah, right? Looks good, though. Scratch and sniff. Yeah, scratch and sniff. <laughs> when are they going to have smell and vision, huh? <laughs> Fuck. I've been waiting for that shit for a long time, man. Particularly when I started get when I hit the so-called puberty and I started recognizing really hot-looking women, particularly on the TV. It's like, oh, damn. When are they going to come up with smell and vision, man? Right. Just be nice to spell her. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I just say that out loud, did I? <laughs> oh shit! One of these days I'll learn when to shut up, but apparently today is not that day. <laughs> Damn it! Sometimes it's just fun to make funny claims just because. Oh, look. Loaded. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Ignition. Three, two, one. Fire. over here like I just hit your shit from this side over here. And then pass that over. from an episode? Uh, oh, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, I, I actually like this one, to be honest. Like, one of my favorite ones. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't think... I'm not even Jedi. I, you see, it's Bugs Bunny, actually. Um, This one, actually, it's Bugs Bunny as King, right? And he's actually, you know, if you actually see the, that episode, it's pretty cool. You know, it comes from so-called... Well, you gotta see it, you know, pretty much, but... And then the pretty much, pretty much that uh, so-called image is he's hitting someone with a fucking he's hitting a claimant with a fucking like, with a stick. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And Magnum allegedly, I used to do the so-called growing, and so it would be damn near impossible for somebody to because the synthetic is it's not. Does it look the same? Does it smell the same? It's not even close. But I've, for many, 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 many years, allegedly had from seed to cured product, <laughs> to speak, 
been farming this stuff. Uh, interesting. That's that was uh, allegedly I was busted for a little over years ago. Actually, no, I take it back about five years ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's all four and a half, five years ago. Because of bad back issues and my so-called allergy to opiates by spine and pain management specialist recommended in a letter I wasn't one of those direct doctors, he was an actual doctor, but in a regular letter that to avoid chronic use of opiates, I recommend cannabis. I started so that shit tends to be a little on the so called expensive side and so I decided I want to grow the home, so to speak. And so, yeah. In fact, funny enough, they do this so-called bus, and while the so-called issue is still pending, fucking went right back to it, allegedly. fucking had 18 plants in the backyard. You used to grow too back then, Alan? No, no, Alan, no. Okay. Probably? Uh, at one point, in fact, I still have allegedly some flower in these so called cops and all. They've seen it all. They've had it in their hands and didn't take it with them. And you, think they're finally, yeah. you think they're finally over it? You don't make a big deal about it now? Yeah, I think so. I, I think when it comes to the flower and stuff, and even some of the so-called wax or whatever, I don't think they're moving them shit anymore. Yeah. Really don't. Particularly here, California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's an issue at all. I, I really don't. Because when I was allegedly so-called arrested the last time, you know, they they saw everything. They And they didn't touch any of that. They didn't give a shit one way or the other. They really didn't. And I got stuff in bags, and I got stuff still in jars. In fact, the stuff that's in bags all pretty much too dry for any kind of consumption as it is, but it does allegedly make some great flat still. Now, we're talking three-year-old shit. So I got stuff that's been sealed in mason jars allegedly pretty down good too for actual consumption as is. They, um... Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's actually not so bad. I mean, it was kind of amazing. I don't know how much I actually fully ended up with, but I stopped counting after around 10 so-called pounds. Going on, Illinois. Hey, Mikey, how you doing, buddy? Good, good, good. How about you? Uh, you got the talks going still, Mikey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on, it's on. Oh, right on. Yeah, we got a brother out here. Yeah. Wanna... 
Right on. I don't know if you guys can hear each other. Let's see. I can hear somebody over there. Yeah. Somebody there, not there. <laughs> el, el, elsewhere there. <laughs> That's like they're closer to here than there, but not here. <laughs> Check it out, and I'll, I'll 
check the box. He looks familiar. He looks familiar, though I can't recall call the name or he called me in. It's Chuck Liddell, the former light heavyweight champion from the UFC. Holy shit. Yeah. And you check it out, bro. I mean, you look at the thickness of the shoulders compared to him, the thickness of the arms, even though he's got a shirt on, you can still get a fairly decent idea. I'm pretty thick, bro. I, I maxed out weight at one point before I started really slimming out and leaning up, I weighed in at one point about close to 230. But then when I started really cutting weight, and at part of how I cut weight was doing what I'm talking about by eating little shits all day long. Literally, bro. By, gain, by gaining weight, you would eat stuff like all day long, like little stuff? or what? You... What I did was when I would work, when I was working out on, well, the whole time when I figured out a specific diet thing, I started applying several different things. But one of the biggest ones was that um, I would, basically I would zigzag the diet, what's known as zigzagging the diet. And essentially what that is, is on the workout days, I would eat more calories than I was burning, than I would be capable of burning. And on the off days, I would try to eat just a little bit less, like maybe 500 to 1,000 calories less than I was burning. And and throughout the day, I would eat smaller meals. I wouldn't eat large meals until uh, particularly the biggest meal that I would ever eat would be particularly on heavy days. But the workout days, and usually during that time, family and I would be, we would go to the, uh, the fucking Chinese buffet after my heavy workout days. And I just fucking breeze. I'd be like a fucking pig with its face stuffed in the trough until I couldn't hardly walk. <laughs> I, I mean, I seriously hurt the body because it was hard to even digest so much fucking food. But look at the results, bro. And I had, a, I had nearly a, 600-pound deadlift when I finally stopped, and I had to stop because of several different reasons. But, yeah, I I was on my way to 600-pound. I wanted to actually be able to pull three times my body weight. Wow. Uh... Yeah, and I was, I was weighing in when I finally – what happened is in 2007, right before the state meet, I was set to actually really do what – go beyond what I tried in – 2006, I was going to hit a pretty sizable weight. I wanted to hit at least 600 pounds at the state meet because the ultimate goal was to go to the June meet at Venice Beach. And I wanted to stand 
at Venice Beach with 600 plus pounds at my waist, deadlift. I wanted to go three times the body weight and hit what's known as elite status. And I was on key. I was on mark to do it literally just a couple weeks out from the March meet. I pulled a fucking 595 easy. I fucking ripped that shit off the ground. I had that shit in the bag and I popped something warming up just a couple weeks out. I was warming up and something popped in the left bicep and I lost a shitload of grip. I lost too much grip. I couldn't do it. Once I'd hit a certain weight, once I get over about 400 pounds, I couldn't hit the bar anymore. Couldn't do it. So, and, I, and shit started happening financially wise and a few other things and business. And so I just, I couldn't do it. Couldn't afford to do it. No time to never so called money. So, but yeah, that used to be the me. That's cool, dude. Way back in the day. In fact, I can tell you here. Let's say this. Right here. On the screen. Open the video. The medals. (laughs) This is the bronze from 2005. And here's the gold from 2006 right there. Oh, shit. That's dope, bro. That's dope. You know, I'm all into, like, the so-called, uh, I'm all, I'm going into the so-called, you know, I'm doing all that right now. Like, I'm trying to get into, like, so-called get the body right, you know, eat the right stuff right. and, you know, try to lean out the body at the moment and try to bulk at the right time, you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> and... I'm, I'm trying to get there, and, and from what I've seen, from where I was, I'm getting some results. And when you start seeing the results, that's when you're like, "Holy shit!" If it's you know, and then you want to keep going more and more and more, and just yep, and, and it kind of starts becoming sort of a natural thing, you know, it becomes a habit, just going in there, doing what you gotta do. Well, after doing that shit for many years, and it, mine started off with. I used to work out a lot, and I did a lot of the so-called kind of bodybuilding style and used to read the different magazines and shit. And then I, at one point, I even went so far as to uh, I got my certification to be a certified personal trainer. And during that time that I started this is probably about maybe 10 years before I actually started powerlifting and I started learning about a bunch of shit. And one of the biggest things that I started realizing is the gap syndrome is ultimately the biggest thing that you want to stay away from, but there's a lot of different parts to all of this, such as the diet, but the gap syndrome ultimately is known better as general adaptation syndrome. Basically, what it is is the body, after about six weeks, it starts to adapt to whatever type of stress that you're putting it through. And during that six-week period, you'll be experiencing growth. But as as you hit that six-week period, roughly somewhere in there, and it's a little different for everybody, but it's pretty consistent, that the growth stops. And there's even a bit of a decline. What I used to when I start at one point and I did 
all different kinds of shit. I did this type of program, that type of program. Sometimes I was been up five, six days to work out. And when I felt the best, when I went to three days a week, I changed shit all the time. I did kind of weight pendulum where I went light, medium, heavy, light, medium, heavy, light, medium, heavy. And push, pull the legs, push, pull legs, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And by doing this, I gained size, I gained strength. Everybody that I've ever had do this has gained size and strength. It seems to work really well. And it seems like there's several different keys to it. And the biggest thing is it's constant change, the constant change. I used to, I got to the point where I'd walk into the gym not even expecting to do anything. I'd just walk in and go, ah, uh, let's go do this. Or, ah, uh, uh, let's go do that. Sometimes I, it'll be gross. Sometimes I'd start warming up on one thing and fuck it, I don't even, I'm bored. Let's go do something else. I, I'm literally, I'd be warming up and be fucking bored. I said, oh, I don't want to do this one. I want to do something else. So, yeah, seriously, I mean, to me, there's certain little keys to all of this, and one of the the, one of the big ones, too, is never skip legs. Oh, yeah, dude, never skip legs. I do. Yeah, I think that's what I work out the most, to be honest. I work out the most legs, and, and then after that, it's like, you know, I, I, I change it up, you know, shoulders, chest, you know, um, uh, and then leg day, and then back again. It goes like pretty much all abs. I always try to do calves too, calves and abs mostly. I you know I never did abs. I mean, and I shouldn't say never. I mean, I I could do them and I do them every once in a great while just to be kind of like, okay, well, let's just see what kind of stuff the abs are capable of right now. But the way I took care of most of the core, abs and obliques, was through squatting, bro. That was squat. Start off light, but squat, bro. Squats are where you're going to get up that shit. That's where you're going to get the most amount of core strength. Yeah, because you, so, you don't, you when you build a building, right, you build it from bottom to top. How can you? Well, not only that, but when you got that weight sitting up on top, the core has to stabilize it. It has to stabilize it. And in fact, I'll even give you another one. That this one's huge. And in fact, when I tell people this one, most people think it's insane. And when they try it, they realize, oh, fuck, yes, this is a little on the insane side, which is part of why it has to be done, how I'm about to tell you, because anything other, you run a huge risk of hurting yourself. You take roughly about 25% real close to of your one rep map. You hang that weight off of from bands off the bar, and you squat that. The weights undulate. They start, they're bouncing around. They're going all different directions and shit, which makes that bar fucking harder than shit to hold the fucking hill. And then all of a sudden, when you just even pull them up out of the rest, when you stand up with that bar, all of a sudden the whole body feels something it's never felt before. It tightens up, it tenses up because every fucking muscle in the body is activated. 
because it's trying to slow that bar down and keep it from fucking yanking it off your shoulder. And at that point, you're thinking, fuck, now you want me to squat with this shit? <laughs> Holy fuck. Because I'm serious, bro. This is, the, this is the thought that went through my mind, and damn near everybody that I've ever trained. When they do this for the first time, they're like, fuck. But this is why when you start off with about 25%, it, it works you enough to where you feel it, but yet you don't get hurt. Because yeah. when you hit bottom and you decide to start standing back up, the, you, there's a certain amount of fear that starts to even go through the mind because you're spending so much energy trying to still hold that bar still that the thought of even standing up is like, fuck, are you serious? Do I have anything left? I used to do shit, though, in multiple different ways. I actually also... Would, when I do uh, so-called bench pressing, I used to start off even on a stability ball with dumbbells. You know, dumbbells are harder to push than a solid bar. And then being on a stability ball makes that even harder. Well, the ultimate hardest one yet is to take the same undulating weights, take them off that fucking bar, lay down on a stability ball, and fucking try press it. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> Again, only do fractions up to one rep max, and I those because it's a little scary for what most people. Come here. Again, you're down around 25% of the one rep Come max. Here. I don't know what you're saying, dude. Particularly for the first I'm few times the, until I'm you get your stabilizer phone, strong you enough to handle it, you can't push it. You get that bar down onto the chest, and you can't get it to fuck off. <laughs> it's funny, but it's scary, too. That's why when I train people, I never let them do it without me there to spot them. Can't. Yeah. It, they'll get hurt. <laughs> yeah. the, way I've, the way we do it, the way I've always done it, to find that one rep max. And we have to find it on everything, because... Ven pa dentro! Ven pa, try come this, here! I can't hear you, dude! So-called style of exercising, working out that I do for I can't hear whatever you, it's worth. Um, for and a couple weeks to a month, depending on what kind of shape the person's already in. You know, your basic bench. God damn it! Not a whole hell of a lot on the bar. Once we're done with that second three rep warm up, then we add either a nickel or a dime to each side. One plate each side, one rep. Then stack another plate each side, either a dime or a nickel, one rep. Start stacking it until you can't hack it. It's just that simple. You don't have to kill yourself. You don't start off with some fucking massive weight that's 
going to fucking break your back. It's fucking ridiculous. And most people think when you start talking this shit that that's what's going to happen. You're going to start off underneath like 400 fucking pounds or some shit to see if you can handle. That's not how it works. Start off with practically nothing and do one fucking rep. You don't want to sit there and do a bunch of reps and spend a lot of energy because that's all fucking blowing shit out your ass. You're never going to find that one rep max if you're doing that shit. Do a simple three, five, three. I mean, we could be literally talking like a couple of dimes or nickel plates, a couple quarter plates on the end of the bar. One each, you know, a simple 50 pounds at the most. Start off with like 25 pounds, then go to 50, then maybe 75, and then start stacking single plates until you find that. You can't pull it. Or it's absent, or it's that when you do pull it, it's like I got nothing left to do this one, and you know that you have nothing left when you're doing it. It's sort of like stress to muscle. Sort of stress to. It's an amazing way of finding out a lot about yourself too, and then from there we can start the training process and start working everything. And I don't even start you doing the the bands until you. At times, other shit to get the explosive strength up. In fact, one of the ways that we start that is for at least a couple of weeks. The middle week or the light, medium, heavy, the medium week. What we do is we actually start using the bands. We tie them down to the bottom of the rack and take about fifty percent of whatever that one rep max is. <laughs> put that place on the bar and then you do some explosive work and you do two, maybe three reps as fast as you possibly can. And usually, in fact, what I do, bench, no more than three. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I do squats, no more than two. And deadlifting, one. Again, just one. Just rip that fucking bar off the floor as hard as you can, stand up as hard as you can, as fast as you can. I mean, literally to the point where you can damn near jump off the floor if you're standing up that hard, trying to just totally explode. Once you have some explosive strength, then and only then are you really going to be able to start handling the undulating weights because you need that to get up, to get the bar started north again. Sounds pretty crazy, huh, brother? No, it sounds very, like, something that actually, you know, I, I could uh, actually experience. Like, well, for, like I said, you know, I've been seeing results, and just seeing that makes me kind of, like, just wonder more well, you, more about you know, it because, they, cause, like, you know, there's so many ways you can, there's so many routines or, like, workouts, but, you know, it's like you got to get the best out of them. And it's like, well, and that's what I'm saying, too. Everything, all these different routines, particularly if it's something different than what you've been doing, you're going to see results. And the biggest reason is because of the gas syndrome. Just by changing from one so-called routine to another is going to be a different type of stress, doing something different, which is why I said no matter what day I walk in, and it didn't matter whether it was light, medium, or heavy even. Once I got to a certain point, I mean, I could literally walk in on a medium day thinking I wanted to do some explosive work like we were just talking about and actually just end up doing more of the undulating weights instead. Just because, like I said, maybe I started off 
warming up, doing the explosive work, and I got bored and decided, fuck it, I don't want to do that. And the only time that I would actually go past that is if I had a tournament coming up and I needed to train specific things before a tournament. Because if I didn't train specific things, then I would be lacking in certain areas. So I would make sure that there were, even if it wasn't a specific exercise, that there were specific parameters that were met, if that makes sense. No, no, that makes perfect fucking sense. At least to me, you know, I'm not to believe. And in fact, this is the another tip too, and this is the mental aspect. And then I'll touch on one little more thing, diet-wise, that I'm led to believe makes a huge difference too. Or when I really started making some big gains, is when I started to do what I'm about to tell you. But I'm going to tell you the mental part first. I used to. And I train everybody that I've ever trained has got them into this mindset that really makes a huge difference, at least for me and everybody that I've ever helped. When we're doing this, particularly when we're doing even this looking for their first one rep max, I want them in a basic mindset. And I, in fact, I even joke with them. I keep them in a basic happy-go-lucky mindset, kind of like we're having right now, basic conversation. Because I just want them to use the body without being a lot of extra mental to push. I want them just using the body to find where the body is without a lot of mental input. But in a normal set of whatever, I used to alternate between these as well. And, And particularly right before a meet, I would actually do the highest level if you describe for about two weeks out for about a week or so maybe two weeks depending on and so it would be first just going in with the basic mindset like we have right now no big deal everything's cool second level is you go in pissed off you get fucking mad again that is the weights you know and of course if something's happened on the outside that's upset you or whatever you can take that in there, but go in, you get upset with the weights. Fuck you, bitch. You got nothing for me. I'm going to kick your ass kind of attitude. You know, like you're going to get in the street fight or something. And then the third level, the third level is the hardest level to train at, and it will literally, and the only reason why you can, you should only do it for short periods of time is because you will literally burn out your central nervous system. And you put yourself in the mindset that your your most valued loved one, your mama, your babies, your wife, whatever, if you don't take this lift, they die. There you go. I like I like that little what you just said. It's a good mentality. Dude, it's a, a mentality. I'm talking about there is high level of you gotta be like fuck, this shit's got to fucking happen because if it fucking doesn't happen, my baby dies. <sighs> kind of off the chart. But I'm serious. You will fucking burn out and you can feel it. If you start going too long, too hard with that mindset, you can feel it in the nervous system. You'll burn it out. Just like you'll burn out everything else, the rest of the body can get, go through burnout. And if you treat that level, you will fucking hurt yourself system if you do it too much. But it works though. I can assure you when you lift with that kind of a mindset, you can pull 
far, far, far than you can in the first mindset of, yeah, we're just here having a good time, la-di-da-di-da. I can assure you, the fucking numbers go up real fast. They jump from, when you go from that to you're fucking pissed off at the weights, they will fuck, you'll see a jump there. I can assure you, you do it right, you'll see a jump. And then you'll see another jump from that to the last one. You got to save the left one. <laughs> and then the, the next thing is in terms of the diet, one thing that I think was probably the most powerful and a lot of a lot of people in the so-called bodybuilding and powerlifting world do what I'm about to describe. It's known as spiking the insulin. And it's it's been considered to be potentially dangerous. If people overdo it, you could certainly run the risk of uh, causing yourself to get diabetes, so to speak. But what you do is, and it's a timing thing, you eat something roughly about an hour and a half to no more than two hours out, no less than an hour and a half out, and not a lot, but, you know, maybe four or 500 calories, maybe 600 at the most. In fact, one of the best so-called pre-workout meals, oddly enough, is McDonald's Big Mac fries and a Coke or a shake for whatever weird reason. Partly because it's so high in sugar that it digests fast and it, and you, it, what you're looking for is a lot of sugar to get you started, to start the workout off. Yeah. But not have enough in the system, not enough glucose to finish the workout. This is one of the keys to starting to cut the weight to lean out because you'll finish the workout in two different modes. One is you'll start, the body will start eating the fat, continue the workout. And then two, during that time period, because the body no longer has food in it, the muscles start going into what's known as an insulin-sensitive state. Basically, the muscles are ready to absorb insulin almost like you're injecting them intravenously, injecting insulin straight into the muscle. And then when during the workout, one of the things that's also taking place is the pituitary gland is getting geared up and is starting to excrete little bits of growth hormone. And as soon as you're done with the workout, and particularly when you're doing squats, it it starts dumping growth hormone into the system. That lasts for about, roughly about 45 minutes. The insulin-sensitive state lasts for roughly about 40 to 45 minutes as well. But if you take in any food, you shut off the growth hormone um, and you also screw up the insulin sensitivity because you're not really just putting what the body truly wants. So what you do is wait for about 40 minutes after you work out. I mean, it literally, it, as soon as you put the last weight down, you look at the clock and you let the countdown start right there. Roughly at about minute mark, taking somewhere in the neighborhood of 100, 150, maybe no more than 200 calories of a simplex sugar 
I used to eat five tablespoons of honey. Well, right after I eat that, then I'd start to make a protein shake. And I wouldn't make it with anything but lukewarm water. And lukewarm, almost to body temperature, to where it was a very fast absorb. And I usually would drink a protein that was a high absorption rate protein. What happens at that point, by the time you have the shake done and you start drinking it, the sugar from the honey starts spiking the insulin. And as you start drinking the protein, the, the protein attaches to the insulin, and the insulin is carried straight into the muscles because of the muscle being in that insulin-sensitive state. So you, you're literally slamming protein straight into the fucking muscles when they're wanting it the most. It's fucking amazing, and you will get big. You'll see fucking results. Look it up, brother. Look up, look up spiking the insulin. And you'll see where I'm telling you pretty much the, the basic recipe, the basic formula is everything that I just said. And it works. Everybody that's ever tried it comes back and says, Damn! <laughs> Why didn't you tell me this shit before? I said, I thought I did. Look at what happened. <laughs> What's it see what happened? I, I told you a little while ago, you came back. And look at what you look like now. You uh, figure. A Pedro? What's that? A Pedro? What's that? A uh, Pedro? A Pedro. No, right? A Pedro? No. Not it, is it? No. I don't know what you're talking about. It's called spiking your insulin. Spiking the insulin. Okay. Yeah. Amazing shit. You ask me. Is allegedly, from what I've been led to believe, insulin is the most so-called anabolic hormone in the body. So you're also getting, it's like if you were, like the bodybuilders, they actually inject insulin as well. I mean, they get jars of insulin so they can inject themselves. But this is the way of being able to do it naturally not have to fucking buy anything or do anything other than you just buy some food and consume it at the right time. And it's all about the timing. And you get the timing down. You just make it a habit. Just make it part of the lifestyle. And you'll see the results. People used to ask me, what are you on, bro? Oh, fuck, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing this. And literally, people that were... It was funny, too, because the so-called gym where I used to work out. It's an old school, very old school, all iron gym. There's, they don't have any of the so-called machines. They got to, for the most part, they have a couple small cable machines or just a couple of things that, like they have a, a lap pull machine um, or a chest press kind of thing. Um, they have one of the cross cable things and a couple of lap or pull down and one cable rope. But the rest is all iron plates. And there's dudes that used to do juice, and they would sit up in the front where the front was upper body and the back was legs. And I'd get these guys to go in the back with me, and they couldn't handle it. They'd be fucking crying days later. I can't sit down to shit. <laughs> the fuck up, my baby. 
What about drinking Fun beer? Stuff. What about drinking beer, Popeye? Uh, I don't drink. I used to, but never when I was working out. That's for damn sure. But I did have a friend that uh, he was actually world champion bench presser at 145 pounds. Had a 465-pound bench press, and he used to drink. He's fucking at, at this gym. He'd put a beer down on the post outside, and, just, and there was a little store right next door where he ran out of beer. He'd go get another one. He'd go out and have a couple of sips of beer between sets. And he was a fucking champion bench presser. <laughs> hey you guys so so i can keep drinking all my i can keep drinking and and and, and just work out well you know maybe try it you know hey i i'll tell you what this one brother that was that used to drink the beers during his best workout yeah he was ripped he would he had Fucking huge chest and shoulders and arms. Of course, he, like all these others, he wouldn't work his legs, so his legs looked like fucking bar stool posts. But uh, that was another story. But, yeah, he'd fucking drink beers like there's no tomorrow while he was fucking working out. I thought it was funny as hell. There's other guys, and they were all strong, and everybody did, had their own ways of doing shit. Like, one guy, he'd be fucking eating sandwiches between sets. Everybody got whatever works for them. Yeah, brother. I used to hang out with some of the top world, um, some of those world's strongest men dude shit. And some of those guys, they'd be talking about, if they even missed one meal, they could see it on the scale. They'd They'd mute out from Skype for What's going on? They literally lose weight if they miss a meal. Mike, are you a bodybuilder or what? <laughs> nah, it's uh, it's uh, just a conversation just came up. I uh, just found out the friend allegedly out there is uh, a bodybuilder. So I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. I was, asking, I was just asking him a couple of questions. I'm like, oh, you know, like, well, this and that. And he's kind of explaining a lot, you know. Hey, Mikey, I used to have a gym. Oh, really? Yeah, I started it, uh, me, and a, me and a group of friends of ours, uh, mine, actually, uh, I bought a building, a commercial building, back in 1993. Um, I seen a, a storefront for rent, and I, I wanted to start a gym, so I went and inquired about the... These really monstrous dudes, you know, nearly seven foot tall and 400 pounds. I used to hang out with one of these, one of the guys, Jesse Marunde. In fact, Jesse and I used to hang out, and I used to have the Converse, the Chuck Taylor high tops with the flames on them, the black with the flames. And he liked them so much that that year he got himself a pair of the black with the blue flames. I had the black with the normal flame colors. And he wore those while deadlifting at the World's Strongest Man competition. And that dude, would eat just for breakfast. He'd eat like four or five packages of hot dogs, you know, where there's like eight hot dogs per package. That was breakfast, like four to five packages of those, bro. 
Hey, Mikey, you there? Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hung out a few times with um, one of the earliest world's strongest man competitors and champions, Bill Kazmaier. That motherfucker is still huge, and he still eats probably close to 10,000 calories a day. We got yeah, Mikey, a, my, they, my call got dropped. We got a brother on the call that, that used to have a gym on here. Oh, right on. Yeah, I, had a, I, I started a gym with a group of friend, friends of mine back in 1993, and actually it just closed last year. And it was one of those oh, all iron gyms. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know a bit of what I'm thinking then, probably, huh? Yeah, it was in. Uh, it's in. It was in Chicago. Actually, they, they just relocated it. Um, I closed it because um, it was becoming a problem with the commercial space that I have. But uh, yeah, we had all iron. We had some uh, some uh, power lifters in there. Um, it was just. Just one of those old-fashioned, you know, hardcore weightlifting gyms, you know, nothing fancy, um, just uh, iron and dumbbells. We had uh, we had the hex dumbbells up to 100 pounds, and we had the pro style up to 150 pounds. Nice. And the, and yeah. This gym actually had up to 175. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty. Uh, Pretty big, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah we, we guys, uh, pretty fucking heavy. The most I ever pushed one time, I pushed the one fifties one time when I was near my peak, which was an awful lot of weight. It was an awful lot of weight, and what was weird is it actually felt more comfortable though than the one night when I pushed a three eighty five with a solid bar. Think about that. It literally, and in fact, the one night that I did the 385, I actually heard something in the left floor on the bar rock and down there dropped the bar on the chest. The spotters had to save the ass. Yeah, I've been around uh, weights uh, for quite a, quite a while. You know, I'm actually, I'm an old, I'm 60 years old right now, but uh, I still live. But, um, you know, not like I used to it. I'm listening to the story you're talking about. When you walk into a gym, everybody in that gym has got a different workout. I don't care what gym you're going to, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, everybody's doing something different. I didn't hear you. But, broke you know, up. that's the thing. I, I never figured that having a set workout was, you know, when I first started way in the early days, yeah, I, I thought you had to have these set workouts, but when I started, once I started realizing, particularly after I got the uh, so-called trainer certification and really started realizing certain aspects and then started applying them to the powerlifting programs and realizing that changing it constantly, doing different shit all the time really was one of the biggest keys. That and never skipping legs. Keep, the, keep zigzagging the diet, eat more than your heavy days, eat less than the light days, zigzag the diet, and never do the same thing twice. Constant change. Yeah, you know, to, uh, it depends on what your goals are. You know, some people want to compete.
some people just want, everybody wants to be stronger and bigger. Every dude in the gym always wants that, you know. And uh, it, it all comes down to dedication. It all comes down to your, you know, your genetics. Uh, uh, there's a lot of factors that come in, you know. Some some people are juicing, you know, some aren't, you know. I, I would never do that because it, it really wasn't, uh, you know, that serious for me. I, I push myself to my own limit. It's a personal struggle, you know. It's a personal it's you against yourself, to me. That's that's the definition. Oh, yeah. Well, what's funny, though, is some of the guys, and I, I knew a lot of them that were juicing, particularly some of the world championships, made some of the top, top guys. You know, in fact, I hung out with a dude named, goes by the name of uh, Scott Mendelson. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or seen him. He's easy enough to find on YouTube, if you just type in Harley Bench Press or Bench Pressing a Harley, you'll find this dude. He Bench Presses a Harley for a Harley commercial. Pretty powerful dude. One of the first dudes, one of the very few dudes that's ever Bench Pressed in competition over a 1,000 pounds. And allegedly, that dude's on the most powerful shit you can get. Go figure out. Yeah, I don't think you you can get to that level without uh, you know something uh, some aid or supplement or some you know something to help you along the way. You know, that's not natural strength. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with those uh, strongmen. All oh, the strongmen. They're all doing something, each and every one of them, allegedly. <laughs> you know, I worked with a guy that played for Ohio State under Woody Hayes. And, um, you know, it, it was in the plumbing trade and all that. But uh, he got to the point where, you know, he, I mean, he was he was, uh, he was was playing competitive and stuff like that on, on uh, Division One level and uh, weightlifting, and, you know, he had to compete. So uh, he was juicing, and uh, it caught up to him in his later years. And and the guy ended up having a brain tumor, you know, and uh, had to have brain surgery. And it, he's still affected to this day. He, he, he looks like um, a stroke victim, you know, walking. You know, he just, you know, so, you know, it, it, it takes its toll, you know, if you want to go that route, you know. So, I don't know, everybody has Everyone has their own goals and uh, ideals, but, uh, you know, hey, go for it. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny that you say that because there's a dude by the, goes by the name of Louis Simmons. He's the uh, so-called owner of Eastside Barbell. It's a world-famous powerlifting gym in, I believe, Columbus, Ohio. And he's in his 60s, and according to him, in a couple of different interviews, he stated straight out that he's juiced, he's juiced, he's still juicing, he's juiced for many, many years, and probably juiced till the day he dies. He's in his 60s, and he doesn't see anything wrong with it. He, overall, his, you know, medical checkups are good. He's 
not got any major issues or anything, and he doesn't see any problem with it. But look at it, dude, and he's bigger than shit, stronger than a fucking ox. It's like, okay, well, teach your own, brother. Go for it. You know, if you want to do it, go for it. To me, you know, at my point in life, the whole entire thing I just now is uh, consistency. You know, and you can hit the gym seven days a week if you want, or, you know, whatever. Kind of breaking up there. So from what I've led, led to believe, the whole thing with the steroids is that it, it the steroids in themselves don't necessarily specifically make you stronger or, or do anything like that. What the steroids do is they they assist the body. Essentially, it speeds up the recovery process to where you can train more, you can train harder. So you can put the body under higher, consistently higher and consistently then higher again levels of stress because the body is recovering faster. So you can do more. From what I've been led to believe is the whole thing behind the steroids. That's why, why when you talk when doctors, because doctors use steroids all the time for that very purpose, because it aids in the healing process. That's why they fucking use it on both sides. I mean, in the powerlifting, bodybuilding, of course, and the real difference between the two. It, I'm led to believe, for the most part, all these tops in both the bodybuilding and powerlifting, they're doing the same basic shit. They're they're doing the same basic levels of it. The only real difference is the kind of training that they're doing. Are they training for strength or are they training for size? And that's the only real difference is they're doing all the same shit. If you look up Stop Mendelssohn, you'll, you'll find him on the Internet. And... If you were to look up, um, what's the dude's name? Um, uh, Pena, I forget his, the first name now. But it was this dude, he was a bodybuilder, about the same age. They're both in there, or, well, they were both. Um, the one guy, I forget his name now, uh, he, was, he just passed away um, not too long ago. He was fucking snorting some shit. I don't know what it was, but he was doing some kind of crazy shit and fucking fell down and whacked his head. Um, what's his name? What the hell is that dude's name? Uh, let me see if I can find it. Scott Mendel's bodybuilding friend. Okay. Um, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I write pretty much all day. Rich Piana is 
this dude up. Fucking monster dude. Him and Scott used to train all the time together. They were like best friends. They went to school or some shit together way back when. One went powerlifting, one went bodybuilding. But both juicing on pretty much the same shit. You look at them both, they're both about the same size, yada, 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 this, that, and the other thing. But one's way stronger than the other. One was going for strength, one going for size. Two friends taking two different paths at the same time, same day. Doing the same juices and shit. Glad to believe Hey, who's Bao? Mikey. Yeah. Hey, my my old workout partner when we were uh, squatting, you know, every he used to keep telling me, "Go deeper, go deeper." You know, he said, "You ain't squatting unless you're picking up a dollar bill with your ass." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Yeah, it is. It, it, I always remember that. I mean, he was. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tell that to the friend, you know, when I'm, I'm spotting him. Yeah, when when you squat and say, "Hey, get come on, get down deeper," you ain't squatting unless you're picking a dollar bill up with your ass. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I used to work out with this dude. We used to get up at 5 in the morning uh, to work out. And he still does it to this day. I don't work out with him now, but he does. And, uh, yeah, everything everything was, it wasn't just doing. The fuck's that? <laughs> Wait, I don't think that's an echo. Looks like they got hackers on your end again.
just having fun is like, well, you know, too much fun. <laughs> if there is such a thing. Can there be such a thing? Is it possible to actually have too much fun? Sorry, guys. All right, so, uh, I think we're back. Yeah, who's Val? Val? He's that dude, um, he's the guy that, uh, has a couple of issues. He lives down in Texas, and issues by that, I mean, he had a couple of so-called legal issues, and... Mm-hmm. He, at one point, when he was in front of the so-called judge, he kind of did a couple of things, in my opinion, where he was kind of half-assed on a lot of shit. (laughs) And seriously, bro, he kind of started doing the so-called, well, I, I know to go by that name. Which, obviously, if he had stuck with that, you know how well that works. Right, right. Could have been done. But he decided at one point, he just kind of let that go. Let the judge kind of dictate the course of the conversation. And he became a claimant. Started asking for evidence of jurisdiction. And they checked him in a cage for... 13 days for a psyche valve. And when he got out, he was madder than a wet hen about the whole thing. And they were, they fucked with him too. And I don't know what the whole deal was, but like with his, his clothes, supposedly the clothes that he had, his gear all was gone. <laughs> when he got out, they were like, uh, what clothes? Well, you know, like my shoes and my socks and, Underwear and everything. Like, uh, 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 what do you mean everything? We ain't got nothing. What are you talking about? I mean, he had to literally go home in a paper suit. If you go and look up, not me, his avatar name here on the so-called Skype is not me with question mark. The avatar picture is the night that allegedly he was released from that time period and at the end of that 13 days they put him under a psyche valve and in that psyche valve he asked enough of the right questions where they didn't think of him as the crazy and let him out but like I said when he got out then for the most part he was madder than a wet hen I'm led to believe that you know at that point he wanted to do an awful lot of activism stuff and what he started doing, which was something that a lot of people are led to believe, suggested that he didn't do, which was to start doing these things called the so-called First Amendment audits, going around to all the different so-called municipalities, the city halls and the police stations and all that, um, filming them, checking all the water fountains, the bathrooms, all this other stuff to see if the... Uh, you know, everything was clean, functioning, working in order, whatever, whatever. And it, it, literally within a very short period of time, that action started getting enough attention where several things seemed to be happening all at once. 
first and foremost, um, he actually started getting a lot of attention. And by a lot of attention, I mean he started getting a lot of viewers. He went from having practically no subscribers and stuff to having thousands. He's like over 6,000 subscribers now or some shit. So, you know, it moved along pretty quick. But then um, he started getting, well, one night, one, one of his deals, he started doing these lives and he uh, walks into this one place and the guy walks up to him and said, asks him, hey, are you Bao? Yeah, I already knew they were already waiting for him. They were looking for him to come to the door. And it seemed like from that point on, it started snowballing. He started doing more, less of those and more cop watches. And shit like and it seemed like, too, that once he started doing those, then another dude that does the so-called live stream stuff moved down there to the area and uh, noticed Texas and started doing some of the same stuff. And these guys got hooked up with others doing some of that. And ultimately they were what seemed to me full on going straight into the bear's face and not just poking the bear, but poking the bear in the nose. And in fact, like one guy said, it, it, it seemed that they're not only are they doing that, but they're really kind of sticking their head in the bear's mouth and then poking the bear. Doesn't seem to be, in my estimation, it doesn't seem to be really smart. You know, if, if you wanted to do some of these things, you don't do it. But uh, anyway, right? So, yeah, essentially that is who this bow guy is. He's a little Asian dude as far as the basic, whatever he's supposed to be is basic carbon-based material, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, just another random dude that got tossed in a cage and kind of turned it into a little personal thing. And, and I get some of it, you know. I mean, obviously I was there before. I, I get it. I mean. Of course, even way back when, when I got arrested the first time around, so-called allegedly for the flower, I thought about doing some of that shit, going out and doing the so-called First Amendment audit stuff. And the first thought every time I even thought about that is, yeah, no, I don't think so, because that seems like too much of a fast ticket to end up back in a cage again. And you do it enough, and it could be a serious time in a cage. Well... Bao right now, this is a part of who Bao is. Bao is somebody that is looking at potentially doing some serious time in a cage. That's who Bao is. <laughs> How's that? First, I it's some bad I <laughs>
you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm on way to the so-called store right now. So I just was switched, uh, switched from the computer to the phone, and I forgot to, before, it, sometimes I forget, you know, I get old and stupid, maybe too many bong hits, I don't know, <laughs> one or the other, maybe all three, something. But uh, I just, it, it's best if I turn off the Wi-Fi before I log on to the phone. And I just forgot to do that, but uh, and sometimes it, sometimes when I switch the Wi-Fi off and I'm already in a call, it goes all jacked and it doesn't want to reconnect for some reason. It gets all fucked up. So that's why I have to ask sometimes because <laughs> it's not drinking. It's the only do jobs that have to ask questions. On the way to go get some of these so-called the grocery, real quick. Are you? Well, if you want to jump out of the call, no worries, brother. 
I can yeah. shut up too. No, I'm I don't think it. I'm gonna. Think I'm, I'm, gonna well. I'm tired. That's why you know. I believe. You know, I'm still feeling. I didn't get enough sleep. So. Not last. You did well. Last night you were up pretty late, weren't you? I believe. Or you I, got home, didn't it? Wasn't everybody on you? Like yeah, think that shit. Yeah. You know. So anyway. You had to deal with everybody when you got home then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know. All right, bro. What's up, Mikey? My reception is shit again tonight, so uh, my call keeps going in and out. Oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. No, no, no worries, yeah. I was actually on here tonight to explain the story from last night, uh, our, an experience. I thought it was pretty cool, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, uh, I was uh, so-called allegedly, you know, driving, allegedly driving or whatever, and... Uh, but I was, you know, I was drinking a couple of beers or whatever earlier. But I was fine at the moment, you know, I was fine. And so next thing you know, so next thing you know, I, you know, I, did, I drove down the road, and next thing you know, I guess I black out and I hit and I uh, parked the car. I black out. I parked. I guess I parked the car. No, I'm parking the car and I black out, and then I go into a tree, right? I black at that time. I'm blacked out. That's what the cop told me allegedly. So, anyways, back to the point. Um, you know, I blacked out. I woke up in the hospital, and in the cop, there was a cop. You know, I woke up to a cop uh, questioning me, asking me what my name was. You know, what my date of birth was. Um, what happened to you? Are you drunk? You said this was last night? This was last night, yeah. Wow, okay. And so, and so you know, um, and, and so, you know, my, the first thing I asked, you know, well, you know, I, be, I believe I believe I've been known to just use a name known as, you know, Gene Amador. Uh, the date of birth, you know, I've been told, you know, that it's just uh, this date or whatever. And when I was just telling him, he was just telling me, like, what do you mean about how like, you were told? You know, you know, I've been just told. How does one know? And I was acting a little bit, and I was just asking the right questions. Like, well, how, you know, ask me, tell me, brother, how does one know, given the fact when they're just, they just recently got born, how would one know, you know? And then he was just, like, thinking about it. He's like, oh, it makes, it makes sense, you know? And um, he, he couldn't pin, he couldn't, he, I wasn't making a claim. Uh, he asked if I was drinking, and then I said, well, what evidence does one have of that, you know? And he was trying to make me make a claim or whatever, and, and I was just, uh, you know, asking good questions. Next thing you know, he goes he goes uh, outside the window or outside the door, 
And uh, you can hear him talking to the so-called uh, supervisor or his partner, which he alleged it was. He said, he said I'm going to call my partner real quick. Now all I can hear is, is this guy saying, whoa, he's not, he's not saying it. He's not saying anything. Like, he's not saying what he's supposed to be saying. Oh, shit. God, I'll wait a couple minutes. couple minutes. I'll go drink some water because the body's still dehydrated from that shit. You know, you know what a good question would have been when he asked me, what have I been drinking? I should have asked him. Well, could it be I was drinking Kool-Aid? <laughs> hey, Mikey. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Uh, I dropped off when you were when when you were talking to the copper and he was asking you some questions. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so the cop goes outside and, and and he makes he calls someone, which he alleged it was the partner in crime. But you know, I believe it was the so-called supervisor he was calling because you know I could hear this guy say he's not saying, he's not saying anything. He's not saying what he's supposed to be saying, or he's not saying anything. And I just told him he smelled like alcohol, and he's still not saying that he did do alcohol. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? And so, you know, he, he comes back to, you know, like if I heard him, he probably didn't think I he, I could have heard it, hear the conversation, but, you know, uh, I heard, I was hearing, and uh, he came back, and uh, he started saying, well, you know, it seems to me, you know, he, you know, what happened tonight? It seems to me we're drinking because, you know, because... You can smell the alcohol and all this stuff. And then I asked him, well, what first hand knowledge do you have of that? Were you there? Or, like, you know, what evidence do you have of that? And he just couldn't, he just couldn't deal with the, he just couldn't get me to make a claim. And so then, he, you know, at the end of the conversation, you know, sooner or later, he was just writing down some notes or whatever. And he said, give me, a, give me another minute. I'm going to go call my, my partner in crime again. So then he goes again and goes and calls him again. And then the sheriff comes back, like, a little bit more, like, calm and, you know, just over it or whatever. And he just asked me a couple of questions if the last last time, you know, hey, you know, be honest with me, have you been drinking? You know, and then, you know, I said, well, you know, I believe, you know, I, could it be that I was just, you know, if you believe that, that's cool. But could it be that I was just driving? You know, I just got out of work and, that, you know, I'm tired some and that. Uh, you know, I somehow blacked out and I fell asleep on the road. You know, and he he didn't he didn't answer that question, but he just was just looking at me like, what the hell? So then he started asking me to if I can make the if I can do do a test for him, which is a so-called put the the pen in front of me, the and tell me to move my eyes but not my head. And so I asked him, you know, would it help? Would that help you out? You know, if I do that for you? He said, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. You know, and I did it, and then.
All right, buddy, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, and so um, he uh, put the he said, well, you know, he put out the the pen, the pen, the pen, and he 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 wanted to do the test, you know. So I asked him, you know, would it help you set? Would it help you, you know, if I do the test? And he said yes. So you know, I went ahead and did his so-called test. And he, you know, I told him, how did I do? He said, you did good. And I was like, all right, great. You know, I was like, good, we're good. You know, and next thing you know, he, he, he said, he, he, I mentioned something about the car, you know, is, is the car okay? And then he says, here, I can show you. And then he popped out with the phone and he popped out with his phone and uh, he showed me the picture. And then I asked him, well, I can't see the, the damage. Was there any damage? And he said, no, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's good. And, and then I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. You know, I was pretty happy. And uh, um, after that, he uh, said, you can get it out of the car tomorrow. You know, you can get it out of the car tomorrow. And, you know, it's going to be right here. Here's the location, phone number. He gave me, he literally took out a piece of paper and wrote it, wrote down where the car was at. And then I asked him, you know, is it going to be on hold or something? He said, no, you just go in there and pick it up. And then... Uh, Next thing you know, you ask me, you need anything else? You need anything else from me, brother? And then I pretty much, you know, from the service he was doing to me, I believe he did a great job, you know, as a brother to brother. So I was actually thanking him, like, thank you, you know, you did a great job. And if it was you that took me out of the car, I appreciate it a hundred percent, brother. Like, you know, you did you did a great job, brother. And that's, you know, I love you for that. Have you know, and be safe out there. And um, and then next thing you know, he just rolls. He 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 leaves. He leaves. <laughs> that was it. No tickets. No nothing. No ticket. No ticket. No ticket. No DUI. No. Look it. He ran the fucking. I was driving with no license allegedly. He ran the fucking name allegedly because you know the the license plate you know allegedly has a so-called name. He rang it up. And he found the name, you know, he saw the picture probably, he said, oh, you know, they match a life or whatever. But I never claimed the name, you know, I, oh, I never claimed the name or did I claim anything else, which he was making me try to claim. And he left. He went, he got on the horn with two two times with the so-called uh, um, supervisor. And, and he rolled out, he dipped out, and, and look at me, I'm good. The car didn't get impounded. He did me a favor by putting it somewhere safe for me. You know, he put it somewhere safe for me, and I thanked him for that, you know. What else can I ask for? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's a good thing you, you weren't hurt. Nobody um, else was hurt. Yeah, that was my first question. You know, the first question was, you know, was anybody injured? He said no. I was like, oh, my God. You know, the relief in my heart was just great. I was like, oh, great, you know. But, you know, yeah, you know, uh, about a year ago, my brother-in-law, he lives in Texas, and he was leaving a, a place with his stepson. Um, they had, uh, he said he had about three beers. His, his stepson had about the same. And uh, actually, he didn't want to drive. He said, let's just get a, like a hotel room because they had a long way to go, you know. And his stepson said, no, no, we'll just we'll just drive and we'll be all right, you know. So my brother-in-law, he was driving. He had a Jeep, and um, he said one of his uh, headlights were out. He didn't know that. And um, he said he was worried about his stepson because, you know, he thought his stepson might have gotten pulled over or something. But he got pulled over, and he got uh, he got a DUI for that. 
He said he. Uh, yeah, he said he, he. He told him he had three beers, you know. And, yeah, um, you see, you see much the old, Yeah, yeah, he made the claim. They gave him the, the old roadside test and all that, and uh, yeah, arrested him and uh, impounded his vehicle, and they cost him about uh, ten grand. And he had to put this uh, device in his vehicle where he had to blow every time he started his vehicle up and, you know, that breathalyzer type thing. I don't know if you ever heard of that. They, you got to get a machine in your vehicle, and they just randomly, it, it'll shut oh, the vehicle off. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah, what a pain in the ass that is. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like, dude, I was just like, holy fucking shit! You should have seen like, it felt like almost like if it was a, it was a movie, you know, like it felt like it literally was a movie at that point. Cause I woke up out of nowhere at a hospital, you know, I woke up at a hospital with all these sounds, you know, like these little things like, bleep, 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 you know, like the sound when you, when you go to a hospital, you hear all those sounds, and then you, and and then I wake up to the to the cop telling me, you know. What's your name? And you know, I'm trying to see if you're if you can hear what I'm trying to tell you. If you understand me, you know. So you said you blacked out. Because I don't. What I mean, blacked out, because I, the way I mean that is like I can't remember. I can't. There's a certain you know. I remember dropping off the friend you know at the house at his house, and then me driving so called to to the house, and then, and then like I just can't remember what the fuck did I do after that. Like, I, I wow. can't even remember me. I can see how far. You see how they, it could have. Yeah, it's really dangerous to use, and it's a lesson that I really learned from it. So a lesson I had to go through in order to learn from it. But uh, good things, you know. It was probably just a lesson I had to learn, but a good thing, you know, nothing happened. But still, though, you know. But uh, yeah, that's um, pretty scary, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was scary. I didn't want to think about it. It's like, what the fuck? I blacked out. Like, I can't even remember what the fuck happened. You know. I don't even remember driving the car into a tree. I don't remember driving the hi- into the highway, the whatever. I don't remember none of that. <clears throat> all I re- all I can really remember is just clearly waking up and hearing the sounds and the cop over here on the side telling me, you know, I'm trying to see if you're there, or trying to see if you're conscious. So what's your name and what's your date of birth and you know what. Do you- where where are you at? Where do you think you're at? Or and shit like that. And then so I, when he when he said when he said when he said where do you think you're at? Well, and I told him well you know apparently what I see in front of me is lights everything so I'm guess I'm I'm a guessing you know this is a hospital is that correct? <laughs> you know it's like it's I I believe that was a good story to to to, to say because you know no license first no license. Uh, allegedly driving under the influence, uh, alcohol. Out, you can smell the alcohol in the breath. Yeah. No claim. Guy got on the horn two times. Next thing you know, he asked. He he took care of me. Yeah, he told me, you know, anything else I could do for you? You know. And I said, no. You know, you did great, brother. You know. And he dipped out, and then when he well, actually did. So, Mikey, you you said uh, no license. Does that mean you don't have a license, or you didn't show him a license? 
Well, I believe, you know, if you look up the so-called name, uh, I think it's going to pop. I'm led to believe it's under, it's still suspended or they suspended it, suspended license. Okay. Yeah. But no, I don't. I carry I carry a so-called ID I made, though. So maybe that's how they they got the name, you know, also. But it's still, though, you know. But it's an ID I just made up, you know. You see, it's not. Oh, Cali, it's not so-called. I can, I can remember all the years I had a license. You know, you know, like every now and then you uh, you might forget your wallet at home or your ID or whatever, you know, and you're out. And of the few times that that happened and a couple of times out of my whole life that I've been pulled for that that happened, where I didn't have my, I legitimately forgot my wallet at home, you know, and I got, you know, you're getting pulled over and you're like, what am I going to do? They pull you over and, you know, ask you for the license. And you're like, hey, man, I, I forgot my wallet. And But I knew my driver's license number by heart, you know, like your social security number or whatever, you know, your, social, your so-called social security number and driver's license I knew those numbers by heart, so I said, uh, no, nah, I forgot my wallet, but I can give you my, my driver's license, you know? And I would recite the, the license number to them. Um, in both instances that that happened, I never got a ticket. They always said, okay, just go ahead, you know? And that was kind of curious. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I I didn't show them the license, so you know they didn't have nothing to go on. So you know maybe that has something to do with it. If, even if you have it in your pocket and you say, "Oh man, I forgot it" or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, they need you to say to validate what the fuck they're saying. I'm led to believe. Yeah, you're not you're not actually um, contracting with them or whatever. Whatever happens at that moment, um, when you when they ask you for a driver's license and insurance, and you and you provide that, you know, I didn't. Those those two instances, I didn't do that, and nothing happened. Well, it's good to hear you're all right, Mikey. You know, that, that yeah. sounds pretty scary. I think that's the best, uh, the best outcome of it. Is, you know, as long as I'm good, everything else is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all good, man. But uh, you know, it's an experience. Like I said, you know, I'm not proud of what the so-called decision of my I made. You know, I thought it was pretty stupid. Now I think about it, but uh, you know, something. I'm, you know, good thing nobody got hurt again, and uh, definitely uh, an experience I may have to go through in order to learn what not to do. You know. Yeah, everything's a lesson. Yeah, because it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Yep. And them trees, they don't move when you hit them. They don't yeah. move. Really. No, they they don't. They stay right there exactly. They, they stay there. You're going to move around the tree. 
The tree's not moving around you. <laughs> that reminds me of that story of uh, uh, the movie uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You, you saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's also mm-hmm. a song. There's also a song for that. It's a wonderful life. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a beautiful life. Oh, oh. <laughs> ah. Yeah, it's good. Everything worked out for you, Mike. Yep. At the moment, I'm led to believe I was a Mr. Window at that at that point. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Chalk it up, man. It's a lesson learned. Yeah. It's a lesson that I had to go through in order to learn or unlearn. Fair works. Hey, let me ask you, how does your um how does your parents feel about like all this knowledge that you've gained? Uh, I mean, are, are they are they accepting of it or what? Well, you know, my mom, when the first time I ever went to court, you know, my parents were always tripping the fuck out why I was doing what I was doing, you know. They would always just be like, what the fuck, you know, like, well, you guys just, you know, he's probably, just, he's probably not going to do anything with it or, you know, whatever. But the point is, the mom was the one that went with me when I went to juvenile court because... You need a so-called parent to, because when you're underage, you need a parent to go with you. So you know the mom was there, and then I somehow, you know, when the judge was doing her thing, and then Jedi over here was doing his thing. Um, the mom looked at everything, and she was hearing everything. And she, and then when we walked out of there, me and her walked out together. I looked at her; she looked at me. You know, we walked out pretty happily. <laughs> And uh, she, after that, she was shipping the fuck out, like, holy shit, like, this shit fucking works. And now, like, they don't even worry about me. Like, they're they're like, well, you know, he, they believe, I believe, you know, that they believe that I'm doing the right thing. And not only that, but, um, you know, they're not proud of what I did last night. That's for damn sure. That's, you know, they're like, you're fucking stupid, you know, whatever. But, you know, but still, though, it's like, they get it, you know, it's like, well, what happened tonight with the cop? You know, the, the dad understands, you know, the dad understands because I talked to him more about this. And, um, yeah, and they're the ones that helped me get the car out today, so. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, especially if um, your mom's seen it firsthand. Yeah, you know, you know? so we got another, she's a, she's a witness to to it, so. How about your friends? You like your close circle of friends? You know, do you got oh, yeah. it? Yeah, go I only have a couple. You know, I don't go out there. The close ones, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't really uh, entertain or uh, want to learn about this. But the friend, the close one, there's one actually. He's yeah, he trips the fuck out. You know, he probably doesn't just he. You know, it doesn't catch his attention now, but he does trip out, and he has it in his mind. Like, he thinks about it, like, oh, you know, he trips the fuck out. Yeah, there's a seed. You know, when you go out there, you start planting seeds, but, you know, I'm led to believe seeds seeds grow at different rates. And, you know, whatever you can do just to, you know, plant a seed out there. and Hopefully it blooms, and if it doesn't, then, oh, well, at least, you know, 
I did do what I did. <laughs> well, you know, everybody's going to go through some trials eventually in their life. So, you know, I mean, you you can you can offer uh, uh, some some advice or experience, and they might look at you like you're crazy, you know, or some might be interested. And but you know, there's a learning curve also. You know, you know that too. Yeah. So, Mikey, are you still the Jedi Master yet, or are you still just a Padawan learner? Unless I believe that uh, upgraded to uh, Master Yoda. Okay, good, good. Present. Master Yoda. But um, I don't know if you heard of that. I don't know if you heard the encounter of last night there, Money. Uh. I was listening to some of it. I did not listen to all of it. So, but I'll 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 get a hold of it and listening to it uh, eventually. Uh, probably tomorrow when I'm going to work. Oh wait a minute! Yeah, is... I'm off tomorrow. I probably won't hear that shit till Sunday. No no no! Wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh yeah, well, is this? Oh comment? yeah, you talked to me about yeah. I mean, I talked to me. You talked to you were talking to Lenny about when you got pulled over again or you blacked out or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's trippy. Lucy told me everything. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy told me everything. Even though she herself, like, if the cops come up to her, she has her own little, uh, uh, she uses the Tyrone shoelaces method. Tyrone ain't seen shit. Tyrone ain't heard shit. Tyrone don't know shit. There you go. <laughs> ain't that right, Lucy? Damn right! <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one to follow on. <laughs> Tyrone knows his thing. Mm-hmm. Right on, Lucy. This, this one's on the so-called claiming anonymous. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. I'm a, I got a, a call uh, yeah, for a second. First step to, in, first step to a problem is knowing you have one. I'm led to believe, you know, I'm, I'm led to believe I was a claimant at one time, and um, I probably still am, and I'm working through it, but, you know. <laughs> You're building one hell of a base there, Mikey. <laughs> hey, did uh, Batman have a call Thursday? Yeah, 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 he did, actually. He did, he did. I missed it. Yeah, I was there for a short while. Um, I, I was on break during, you know, working. I did shout out to that. But I, he's the first one. He's the first one I tried to contact, when, you know, when I was, I was in the hospital. Because uh, there's, there's a Skype chat. You know, I had Batman a couple other people on Skype, and so the first person I called up on a video chat was so-called Batman, but he wasn't online. Yeah. So I just, I just had, I just had, you know, asked him to call me when he has a chance to call me back, and um, and then the other people I fucking video chatted the so-called brothers, you know, from the across the pond, you know, and and they were see, they saw how I was at the hospital, you know, they saw the so-called gas, the head, you know, the neck bracelet around me, and me just tripping the fuck out, what just happened, explaining the story, and, uh, you know, it was just, it was just something, I was just like, what the fuck, man, 
I was pretty happy when I walked out of there. I was just like, holy, I was just thinking about everything I just did. I was like, holy fucking shit. I just literally dodged fucking bullets. <laughs> yeah, you you dodged a missile, not a bullet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I just tripped me. I was like, fuck, like, this guy protecting me. Like, the way now I see it is literally, like, if you stay in honor, man, if you can stay, you know, love one another and just, you know, do the right thing at the moment, I believe that you get the right, you get you get the same treatment. Now, that's got to be incredible. I mean, uh, you got to have a, an entire different outlook on life now because you can't teach this stuff, you know. You got to experience it, you know. And for what you went through and, you know, just, you know the different trials that you experience. You know it's it's a life changer for you. You know that's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to move to the so-called next level. If there is such a thing, what is the next level for you? Yeah, that's that's what I'm. That, that's why I said you know if there is such a thing. How do you feel today? You know, I mean, physically, if you feel, you know, Tired, sore? you know, a little bit. No, that's what the doctor was saying. You know, you might feel a little sore the next couple of days, or you may not. Who knows, you know? But just uh, don't try to move too much and push or, you know, do anything of that sort as of yet. Try to recover a little bit. But the thing is, you know, I had to go to work the next morning. So I really didn't get enough sleep because it's all happened, like, this was all like literally. I woke up at the hospital when I looked at the clock. It was almost eleven. By the time I got out, it was almost like almost like one in the morning, or like one in the morning, or somewhere around one going into two. And uh, you know, on the right over here, and then falling asleep. Falling asleep wasn't an issue actually. Falling asleep was easy, <laughs> but just on the right over here and everything is just. Uh, well, you got to be tired now, man. I'm surprised you've done a call. Yeah, I, you know, it was something I wanted just to speak to the brothers, you know, something I wanted to just get. I was like, fuck, I need to get some first-hand knowledge. Some people out here. <laughs> yeah. You know? Hey, if you want to get some rest, man, and wrap it up, that's cool. Yeah, brother, I, I think I think I am going to just wrap this up. I'm going to I'm gonna play a, I'm gonna tune out to a song. You know, I'm going to stick around listen to it. It's cool, too, but uh, this is this is how I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, uh, so I'm just going to give you guys uh, a minute. Let me see if I can find it. All right, Mikey, I'm going to listen to the song, man. You get some rest, okay? All right, brother. Thank you. You have a good right. night or good morning, wherever you're at at the moment. Yeah, uh, okay. You too now, huh? It's good to hear everything worked out for you. Yeah, brother, you know, hope uh, maybe tomorrow I might have a, talk show or maybe not who knows but uh, I'll be there out there alright alright man
All right, guys. Catch you guys. Hey, hey Mikey, uh, if you like Chuck Mangione, check out Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. Oh, brother, Herb Albert. Uh, uh, I know uh, her, his so-called daughter, his daughter, uh, Eden Albert. I have really? her on the Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's uh she's familiar. I know her because of a so called um I used to work with someone actually, um what's her name? They worked for a company or whatever together and that's how I met her. And um she's really cool and they have a little restaurant up here in in uh, Bel Air and that's where a uh, so called his he that's where he comes that's where El- Herb Albert comes in with his Ferrari. Um, every like you know, you can see him come in every couple well, if you're there, you see him come with Ferrari most of the time. Okay. Hey, if you like uh, jazz guitar, too, check out a guy named uh, Larry Carlton. Larry Carlton. Larry Carlton. Uh, uh, I'll give you an album. It's called uh, On Solid Ground. Great guitar player. Jazz guitar. Yeah, I, I I like these type of songs. Thanks, too. See if you can bring him up. Larry, Larry Carlton, uh, he does uh, a minute by minute. There you go.
the microphone's working there then, bro. Hey, Mikey, play uh, Minute by Minute, Larry Charlton. Uh, Alan, no, I can't. Can you hear me? You can't. I can't hear you at all. I don't think the microphone's working. Anyway, say that again, uh, Illinois, uh, Lenny. Minute by Minute by Larry Carlton. Minute by... Because you know, it's like literally, I could just walk down the the street and feel some type of way. Just listen.
I'm going to have to listen to more song of his, actually. Sounds pretty good. Hey, Mikey. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a background about that guy, how I became interested in him. This was probably before you were born. My wife and I were watching, uh, I don't know if you remember, Johnny Carson. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're watching him one night. And on comes this guy, Larry Carlton. And he, he, you know, Johnny introduces him and Larry plays his, you know, song or whatever. And he comes and sits down on the couch. And he starts telling his story. Now, he's he, he's got a great career going on, great jazz career. You know, just you hear how he sounds. He's, he's that good, you know. So he tells Johnny, he says, he gets a knock on his door one one afternoon he opened the door up and this dude was standing right right in his doorway raised the gun up and shot him right in the neck he says i i got shot in the neck man he said you next thing i know an ambulance is taking me to the hospital and all this shit he says i don't i never knew this dude i didn't know why i was i don't know if it was mistaken identity or what he says man i was messed up for a long time he was in the hospital. He didn't know if he could speak again, if he was going to live or anything, you know. And, you know, when you get kudos to the nurses, the nurses and the doctors that helped him uh, recover, and it was uh, just a, a long recovery process. And, you know, he had recovered uh, by the time he was on that show, Johnny's show, and then he, he was playing and all that. And when he played, man, it was like I, I said uh, – if this guy ever comes to town, I, I got to see him. And uh, he did. My wife and I saw him about uh, five shows, you know, over the time. And he is awesome every time. But, uh, yeah, great, great career. I haven't seen him in years, and I don't know if he's still on the circuit. But, uh, yeah, he's an awesome guitar player. That's so cool. I like that song. <clears throat> well, that song he just did, Minute by Minute, that was a, a Doobie Brothers song sang by uh, Michael McDonald. And uh, that was Larry Carlton's version of it, you know, the jazz version. And then the, the, the one, show, the one uh, song he sang that I think the first one he played was um, Josie. That was by Steely Dan. That was uh, Larry Carlton's cover of Steely Dan's version. Oh, really? What's that? This is the one right here? Yeah, Josie. Josie. Yeah, that was a Steely Dan song back in the day. I like that song. I don't know. All right, but I'm going to hit the hay because I'm, I'm falling asleep again. I'm fucking tired already. All right, Mikey. Have a good one. Yeah. Huh? yeah. All right, brother. You have a good night. Good, good morning. And uh, take care. Be safe. And uh, hope to, to speak soon. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Good night,
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.